All right, views before the six. We're in the building, you know what I'm saying? We got back. special, special, special guests. Back, oh, special guests. Oh, I mean, yo, without this guy to teach me how to make beats, <laughs> I might not be making beats, man. I might not be the big two, you know, man. This is one of the men I'm like, on the come up, on the grind. This man know me from like... Shoot, we go back like to the power dome. Yeah, crazy, right? 87, 88. And you, you guys actually, what you were telling me earlier, you guys actually have the same birthday, same, same, same day, yeah. same along with day. ODB. ODB. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. E42? Funk, E40, Mr. Funky. It's a music. I didn't day. even know that. Yeah, and shit. Dr. J, big up Dr. J. So it's like a right, right. day. Okay, nice, nice. Yo, we got one third of the legendary grassroots crew. And yo, I just want to say, me and Thrust toiled over whether you we have all name. you guys. Another rat name before Born Swift was always Swift. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Born Swift, Born Swift, 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 Swift Rock. I did the Swift whole Rock. <laughs> we got my man Born Swift, Swift of the grassroots, right. and we were saying like, "Yo, do we get all you guys in together as one episode?" And I was like, "Oh, we toiled over this for a minute." Still, I mean, it could have went that way because I mean, it, at Attic's house a couple couple weeks back, and we we're saying, "Yo, and we're gonna do our shit," you know yeah. what I mean? So it's. I mean, it could still happen still as a grassroots because I want to do an attic episode. I want to do a Nick episode. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It could still be a grassroots episode. But yo, this week we got my man Swift Rock. First question we ask everybody: Were you born in Toronto? No. Where no. were you born? I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Bam, 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 bam. Original, original from the island. I uh, came up here in like '77, though, if my memory serves me. So how old, are, how old are you? Well, like roughly when you came up here? Six, seven. When I okay, came word, up. word, yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grade one, grade two. Yeah. So how did you get? Yeah. How did you get into music then? Like how did you get into hip hop and shit like that? Honestly, I think my first encounter with hip hop came from two things. Okay. One. This is when we moved, because when we came up, I think we were living with my aunt and uncle them at Chark Farm. Okay, before Chark Farm was like, yeah, Chark before, Farm. Yeah. Well, it was a Chark Farm, but you know what I yeah. mean. And then after that, we had moved to uh, Tobemory up in Jane and Finch. Okay. And then when we moved to Tobemory now, my mom was um, working for like Revenue Canada and stuff. Okay. Okay, and at that point, I'm not sure she got her first car yet. I think she was still taking the bus. And one time I was coming home from, from school, Jane Junior High. She comes home, did you hear this song about, they were talking about Muhammad Ali and swimming pools and stuff. And I'm like, what, the, what are you talking about? And the next day she brings me to Jane and Finch Mall and bring, buys me the record, Rapper's Delight. And I come home and I'm like, yo, what the hell? And that same, either that same summer or like the year after, I go to my cousin's house. She had just came from New York. Cousin Tracy and her pops lived in New York, and she comes back with this A track. I'm going way back. A track, and it's filled with like Fat Bat Band, Super Rhymes is on it, um, rappers like all the early 80, 80, 79, 80 shit was all on it, and I was just like, for the whole night in her room with the headphones on, like losing my mind. So Word, that okay, was so okay. from from the jump, basically <laughs> at the gate man. early. <laughs> so then, what was your first foray? Was it dancing? Is that like how you got into it, really, or like? I think we we, we yeah yeah like dancing before came before anything. That's how I kind of hooked up with Power and them because um, Kwame it was Kwame K Note that um, had some connection with Power or Ebony. Yeah, it was Sweet me. Ebony. And okay. he was looking yeah, was, for dancers. He, he used them, yeah. So at that point, it was me, Kwame, and Rope. This guy used to dance. Rope called, scene, uh, Rope 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 yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to what check up, him on on Sunday. What up? Rope. So we used to be our bedrock dancers. Bedrock dancers. Yeah, back in the Naki, Naki days. Word. So 
we was doing all of that. So um, I think the only show we ever did with Ebony was actually the Queen Latifah show. show. Oh, my goodness. He had opened up for Queen Latifah. So okay, I don't remember what date that was. Um, 87, 88, I'm thinking. It's, it's one of those years. Yeah. So okay, that was on, on some dance. But it was me going to Power's house, and I was just more captivated by Ebony making beats and Power DJing. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm dancing, but we just go to dances. You, you know, you get loose or whatever. But I was just captivated watching Power make beats and watching Power and um, was it Motion, like the whole New Black Nation, them getting ready for shows. So that was my first sort of, oh, shit, this is how you sort of make beats and put stuff together. And watching Ebony basically Ebony, Ebony work was, off a four-track mm-hmm. with just a Casio sampler that maybe had the SK like five was like the seconds. SK one, I think and he would have, literally yeah, like have to speed up the record, like not even 45. I mean, you just whip it, catch that, and then slow the shit down oh, wow. to get, catch your crazy. Loop. Yeah, it's got like two seconds like, or some stuff. For like four minutes in yeah. the four-track. Just to right, get, to trigger it off Because there was no out, sequencers yeah, and shit man, like that Right, right, yeah and He would trigger that thing Like if it was off B1 studio, he started right back over Yeah, yeah Ebony, Ebony's Ebony work was, ethic <clears throat> Ebony taught a lot of people in Toronto Like a lot of people in Toronto, man The work ethic of an artist Because he just naturally had that like Get up and grind and perfect yeah, your yeah, music Yeah, he, like, was, he was meticulous Yeah, he was stuff, very man, meticulous Alright, yo, who's some of the first Toronto rappers you remember? First guys I remember First dude I ever remember seeing at a party rap Okay. And it was, um, went to a party in Willowridge. Okay. And it was me, Aaron, and it wasn't even, it was an apartment party up top, and it was kind of empty, and this dude's on the mic, and I just remember him from 88.1, but it was actually Butch Lee in there, and he was like killing it. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. And that's the first time I ever seen it like up close, like early. So were you going to like concert hall and all that kind of shit when you were young? Or like? Not as young as when Thrust went. Thrust probably is like that, even though we're same generation, same age, right. Thrust was probably going to parties like what, 85 and stuff, right? Yeah, like, I, was, I, I had to jump. Just because my, I think I told you, this was, yeah. I had to jump because my dad knew, like I said, the Sunshine Link, right? Right, right, right. So I was like that shorty and I always looked old, older, you know what I mean? Bigger and tall. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I was always in parties in 15, but we met like, yeah, yeah but like years. 16, around, around 16, 17, 15. I started going to like yeah. parties and that. Okay, so so like, that. But I mean like, these dudes the were, yeah, yeah, caught, we were there. Like, so, they caught the concert hall. And like, were you going to like dance and shit like that at that point or no? What do you mean? Like, like was Bedrock already formed by that point or no? No, Bedrock would have, like, it would have been the beginning, but we weren't probably like going off to maybe... 80, like a couple of years after, like maybe 88, 89. Okay, word. So you're you know just what going I mean? So it was just like um, Big Daddy K in concert down at a flipping concert hall. He came two years back to back. I think that was. Uh, that was the high, like 89 was Eve. like. The I height. think he came 87, 88. Yeah. And then the switch when you seen in hip hop, that Erica Badu video, yep. when Public Enemy came in 89. Yeah. And I just remember seeing like, and this, not even to be on the racial shit, but it was like. It was all a bunch of like mostly black people mm-hmm. in these jams. You'd go and then you would know like um, who's the dude there, man, from Finch Ditch. Blasting them what? No, no, no. What? The white what? dude that used to um, cheeks. Yeah, cheeks. So yeah. there was like and brother different, different. from Sunshine, but there yeah. was a time in '89 when Public Enemy first came. Oh, that I think. was constant. And I remember looking. Day. We parked Boxing up a Canadian day. Tire because that's where everybody kind of parked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across and then the street, watching yeah. the street, and all mm-hmm. I seen was. 
literally like a sea full of white people in the lineup. And I was like, what the fuck? That was the transition. It was the craziest shit. Like, Word. And it was it was just on some, what the, f- you know what I mean? Because PE, funny, PE, people look at PE like so pro-black, but they were the first group to bring like a white audience to a rap yeah. show. Like wow. literally. The first, literally, they integrated hip hop. Like Run DMC, people think Run DMC, but Republic Enemy, dude. Yeah, like I looked at that and, and like, then it was Cypress Hill after that. I'll tell you a funny story, man. I remember, mm. I remember, okay, yo, remember when a movie came out, you had to wait a year before you could see it on a VHS, before mm. it would come out on a VHS. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Do the Right Thing with my dad. And at the end of it, the video for Fight the Power comes on, but Fight the Power had already been out for a year already. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I remember watching it, and I'm singing it word for word at this point because I already knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And my dad stopping me and being like, "Yo, you, you realize that that's a song about like being pro-black, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember this like verbatim saying to my dad, like, "Yo, I, I don't really care about all that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that beat, right?" And my dad is like, "Oh, word, yo, you like that beat? He's like, yo, let me take you upstairs and show you something." And took me upstairs to his stereo, put on the James Brown record. It says, "Yo," and I remember standing. In there being like, yo, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like yeah, my yeah, mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. my mind was blown. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dope. so it's real funny that you say it like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, because like, it was just. I think there's a point when it becomes like you're in your own personal space. It's like our kids grow up with different music, and you feel it's personal, yeah, it's small, collective, people, yes, right? Yeah. Like only Europe on, like Super Lover C and Castanova no, run right, only Europe. Europe. Change, and all of a sudden yeah. you look and you see, oh shit, <laughs> your shit just went global, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just yeah. got big. So I think that was the, the the first turning point. But yeah, we we're going to parties from probably 80, 87, I would say. So wait, like did you live in Rex? You went to Naki, right? Yeah, I'd moved, oddly enough, well, this has nothing to do with nothing, but since we're all talking, I finished grade nine up at um, Jane and Finch, and my mom didn't want me to get in any trouble. So she's like, okay, let's move to Rex. <laughs> at that time, though. like, because you know, yeah. Finch was like, you know, yeah. she didn't want me to go to go to Westview. Yeah, okay. she's like, let's move to Rexdale, which ain't really work out in terms of what she had vision, but <laughs> that was the reason for us moving to Rexdale. So then, moved to Rexdale, and that's where I met up with uh, Kwame. Met up with Rope, and the funny thing is, Rope is cousins with Junior, right? Okay. He is this dude from Brampton. Um, he used to rap. He actually, um. First song we ever played, actually, by anybody in Grassroots was a song called Leaping Skyscrapers, which we brought down, like, demo cassette. Um, must have been around 90. Yeah, around 90. Okay. Way before every before there was even a Grassroots, we were just doing demos out of Nick's brother's house, right? Okay. Not Nick's brother's house, but Nick's brother's equipment. Like, mm-hmm. when he would go away, we'd, like, sneak in and Jump try to cut it. a little demo <laughs> and shit. And I'd met Roger and Nick because... Rope, the guy we used to dance with, Bedrock, was cousins with Junior. Okay. And Roger then was working with Junior. So when I went up to Brampton, it was just like it became this whole thing. And there was a white dude there, Villain, who was like oh, the illest yeah, DJ. What up with Villain? So, Yo, Villain, what up, I know, villain? yeah, oh, what up, what up. So sick, oh, it was villain. like that was our little, you know, trying to get our, our name out in the city. Like we, Villain used to go in all these competitions. You can ask Grouch, ask all these dudes. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Probably I know. one of the illest. Villain was ill, dude. He was in Metro Mix Off and yeah, stuff like that, right? Yeah, some like real ill shit. So that was our little, how we kind of, everybody connected. Okay, so wait, okay. We, like we kind of talked about the Bedrock thing with Kwame, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can go back and listen to that episode. Well, um, so like you guys meet up and you guys are dancing and shit like that. At this point, are you already trying to like DJ and do all that kind of stuff or no? 
Because I remember, okay, yo, okay. a lot of people don't know. You used to rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just everything going on all at once. Because it's, it's like that was Russ were talking about earlier. Yeah, you just do the shit. Do it earlier. Doing it for anything every hip hop dude for our generation. You, you like true. to do it. We do so it. Because Born to Rome was you and, and Mr. Rome, right? And yeah. Nick. And Nick. Okay, and Nick. okay. It was all three of us. Yeah. And based, this is going to go all over the place. So no, I no, hope yeah, it yeah. eventually ties in. So, yeah, when I was, like, doing all the dancing stuff with, like, Kwame, I was still, like, learning to DJ. I was still, like, in high school. I bought my first equipment from Rope, we used to dance with. Okay. And I set a, like, SL200 turntables, because he's actually the guy I learned to DJ from. He was DJing early. I used to go to his house, and he used to have, like, a cassette deck at the beginning with the turntable and mixing from the cassette to the turntable and shit. Okay. And he's like, nah, I ain't fucking around. Like, Yo, let me get the equipment. So, like, it was a crazy, I think it was like 75 bucks for like three crates of records, two turntables and a realistic mixer. I'm like, yes. 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 And that was like, you know, the little like the classic, things. the classic realistic mixer <laughs> yeah. from Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's so, crazy. So all, back then, you could say pretty much was doing everything at the same time. Like the Beats thing probably came last. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, the Beats, I think, came out of a necessity thing because I was just like, write little rhymes in high school and stuff. And it was um, Scott. Remember Scott? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I used to go to his house and make demos. Okay. And then from going to Scott's house, making these little demos, I think that's where, at some party in Rexdale, I think it was off uh, close to Humber College. And this kid comes up, yo, I heard you make beats or whatever. Could you make some beats for me? And it's Quadro. Word. Time, ghetto concept, you know? And I'm like, sure. And I think I did like, we did like maybe a four song demo that we recorded at Blast's house. Was right. Brother, was his brother's? Was it the brother? Yeah, when he used Blast to. Brother, yeah, 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 yeah. When he used to do the stuff with his brother and stuff. So it's crazy. we recorded like four songs. And then while that's going on, I think a dude, um, Tuffy. And I'm jumping timelines, but this is all 1991. From the Rex, I remember. Yeah, yeah Tuffy, Tuffy, Bobby Cox. Bobby, yeah, yeah. You know, Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox, I see um, Bobby, so. Bobby used to live on a building with Rome. Rome then had moved to Pickering, but they kept in contact. And Bobby said, hey, oh, you should rap with Rome. Yo, Rome's wicked, Rome's wicked, right? And, we, you know, three-way, you hooked up, you talked, you clicked up or whatever. Yeah, let's do this shit. So, boom, we'd, you know, trade rhymes on the phone or whatever the case was. And then the funny thing, how Groovalot came into the picture was him sitting with me on the phone. Hey, we should try to do something a bit more serious. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's the options? He goes, I got these dudes um, I can fuck with up here called Circle Research, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or there's this other dude he's supposed to be down with Zulu Nation named Julian. And only because I heard he said Zulu Nation yeah. was the only fucking reason I said, okay, let's fuck with right, Julian. Right, that right. was it. It was just, you know, that was yeah. the trigger. So, boom, we go to Julian. I think he's at some condo down on Lakeshore. Boom, boom, boom. And the funny thing with, like, I don't think a lot of people give Julian his props for what he did That's for the so city. True, he was, like, one man. of the first independents, right? Like, Dude, he was... He's like a J. Prince. He's the real says. independent. Dude, he's like a J. Prince. Yeah, I think 100%. Prince, like a Canadian... Like because... Person. Yeah, man. When people talk about this whole 90s movement of what was going on in the city and people putting out records, yeah. it wasn't until he, you know what I mean, decided, said, hey, you could do it yourself, 
that everybody realizes. Because did he did he release the shit before like day and no we no we did it no we actually know the weird thing is Mm. we actually in a weird cosmic way because I was in New York there was like five or six records it was. All kind of in the in at that the same frame. time, kind of right. Me and Frank came out of yeah. thing, out of out of Harris, and then there was the Treehouse, and then there was yeah. But I think that, and then you guys dropped drama. the only one I could think that maybe came. Before, I think it was around the same time. The, well, no, drama and all that came later. That's what uh-huh. I'm saying. What Julian was doing with like certified days. Oh yeah, remember that's what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Certified yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was before. Like even Easy on the Motion came out a year later. That whole. So I remember. I think the only ones, and somebody would have to check a timeline, is maybe Rascals was doing some shit. Vinyl wise, yeah, right? Like, really living, and really. all them yeah, songs were coming yeah, out. Yeah. But in terms of like, from the knee deep, stepping bigger. Like, all of them mm-hmm. have to give it to Julian because he started that whole wave. Right, 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 like right. I don't think nobody... And I was... Def- I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that um, with that independent record, he still want to drew off it, off mm-hmm. of nothing. Right, right, So right, everybody right. starts That's like, right. oh, shit, time. yeah. Right, you're right. Yeah. And then even when he said it to us, we weren't really thinking nothing about it. Well, it didn't mean nothing. We just went back to making beats or whatever, but mm-hmm. he didn't really... So did you guys ever it. release shit as Born to Rome? No, there was this, um, a bunch of songs Street that were being done. Yeah? And I think we did like a lot one of or shows. Two shows. And shows. There were shows. Two shows, but there was never. Because I know that there's, there's the video of you on Much Music, like Young, you rapping, and that might yeah, be. Yeah, that was, you were there, that, uh, Power was playing beats and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is, there was enough live performance. You had enough street That friend. was, um, that, that was, was before Born to Rome. Was that, oh, that was before Born yeah, to Rome. Yeah. Born okay. to Rome would have to be 91. Started okay, started because okay. I think we signed with Julian like uh, towards the end. Of the and year. you guys knew Nick at this point, yeah. So, everything was meet, already. How did you meet Nick? Nick was met, like I said, through um, hanging with Rope, Rope was cousins with Junior, okay. And Junior knew like Roger, Roger was working with this other dude, um, Kevin, okay. Roger and Kevin used to produce together. And then okay. Nick was still doing, but every it's kind of like, how can I put it? Like, if you're on a certain frequency and you're vibing a certain way, yeah, the universe is gonna kind of put people in your orbit yeah. that are kind of vibing the same way. Right, right, right. So even when we linked up, everybody was on that same shit. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we're all native tongue. You know what I mean? It's the greatest thing ever made. Type. You know, we're just all on that vibe. To begin with, so when we clicked up, it was just—it didn't even seem like weird. It was just—you cool. guys are just three guys doing your own thing and decided to click up like that. Like it just—it just so happens that off the crew, we kind of took to like doing the beats or whatever. But there was a bunch of us. Like Brother Vaughn used to come out. Um, okay. Villain was doing the DJ stuff. Um, Villain had the other dude he used to run with. So it was just a little click of us. And from that, when I started working with Ghetto Concept, um. I think we just naturally started doing beats together. Like, Roger would come down to my house, work on shit. Like, actually, flipping Easy on the Motion and Drama were both made at my house. Yeah, your bedroom was magic. Yeah, that room, it was made in, room, like in my bedroom. Like his I'm bedroom, chicken and I'm Roger in the, window. in the room with I, Toffee. Just every time I drive by, man, it's until I'm looking back. I'm like, I used to go to work. I used to work at your can for me. Yeah, yeah. But there's that room. I look up, man. 
It was like you could just see the light on the room, you know, man. Hey, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. It was so cooking. The cooking. It was like the little was, small little cool buffer room, but like a lot of shit kind of came energy out that in there. Room. I remember that. Okay, so then what's like the first things you guys produce? Okay, did you produce anything on your own before grassroots, or was it always a grassroots thing? No, grassroots was kind of like more like a collective, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, I think we were just. We would kind of bounce stuff off each other, but it was never. I think the only time we did something together, there was um, our first check, which was this dude. I wish Roger was here, because it's easier to kind of right, right. foggy. But there was a dude, um, Ken. Okay. And this wasn't the first time we worked together, but it was um, once we Julian got the publishing with EMI right. for, for Concept and them. They had given us um, this dude, Ken, was a jazz dude, and he kind of was doing some shit, and he wanted, like, some drums on one of his tracks. And they gave us a track, and all <laughs> yeah. we had to do was, like, program some drums underneath, so I forgot what, what, um, what drum we used. We chopped it up, and we got a check for $700 for chopping up some drums. Like, oh, shit. You know, we went to Lick, celebrated, and, like, it, awesome. we got our first sick, check. Sick, <laughs> sick, 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 sick. But, yeah, we never... I think we were just very... Um, like he maybe I might be working on something. He's like, nah, that ain't turn off the machine, start again. We're just very, we weren't too much on the yes men kind of thing. We we're very critical Check of right. what we we're trying to do. Like there was no egos, so nobody felt the way. Mm-hmm. Like even if somebody's like um, did a verse or whatever, we'd say, nah, you got to go back and rewrite her. You know what I mean? We were just very critical of what we were trying to put Okay, out. so then, like, the first 12-inch concept, right? Like, that's certified, certified remix, Dear Mr. Crackhead. Yeah. Did you do any of those beats, or was that all Attic? No, the certified stuff was before, like, Grassroots came about. So that okay. would have been the first stuff I kind of was working with Quadro with. Okay, okay, and see? And the certified stuff was, and the reason certified sounds a little muddy is because Quadro went to Vancouver, um, linked up with his pops, and his pops had mad records, right? Right. That's where you hear the um, um, hi-hatchy drum beat or whatever that's mm-hmm. in certified. But his pops won't let him take no records back. So he could only record them on cassette. Uh, so he records these joints on cassette, but it's like mad. Like, it's not like as clean, clean as it should be. Clean, yeah. So he came back, yo, Swift to try to flip this for me or whatever the case is. So he actually gave me, like, the certified stuff. Wow, flip, okay. and I'm taking it off a cassette. So if you listen certified, it's kind of money. Like, yeah, but that makes yeah, it sounds, yeah, it gives but it, it makes quality, but it gives though, it a right? quality. Yeah, but yeah. it gave, that's how I was that always had a sound. That's interesting, you know. Yeah. Every time I hear that record name with that story, I was like, yo, this record has such a sound to it. So did and you do Dear Mr. Crackhead too? Yeah, yeah, everything. No, I, I, no I still love that joint, like too. heavy. Heavy, heavy. I haven't even heard day. those joints in so long. And then like, Dungeon was a um he had found the the Cold Blood record and said, yo, try to flip this. But it's it's crazy because even around that same time, like everything was happening like fast forward. That's when like the EPS just came out, yeah. and Julian. This is when we just signed with Julian. Um, we I think I just a little after introduced him to like Quadro. And like okay, well if you want us to be you know on some production shit, we gotta like I, we need a machine. You know what I mean? Okay. Why? What were you using prior to this? Prior to okay. this, literally, when I was doing like my stuff with Scott. I would literally like just tell him Swift, tell him. Have a record like you would do your pause tape shit. Yeah. And then you say, okay, this will probably work with this. And then I would go to Brother Scott's and figure out the shit there. He was like my engineer, everything. Okay. So it's like pretty much you're doing everything in your head and you're just like running through records and you're like, this might work. And then you're okay, I'm gonna chop this break beat. 
put this with this. So that's where I kind of like learned how to do shit. Like pause Before. tapes, Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pause. What? pause tapes was yeah. every day. Okay, so then the yeah. first machine you got was the EPS. Yeah, which was crazy because it came with, you know, the fucking, I don't know if you remember the book. Yeah, I remember course. sitting in the room. I remember, fuck, I just want to loop some shit. <laughs> <laughs> this manual, like, like knocks And you're me. like, and then I remember looking at Tuffy, Bobby, that was with me the whole time when I was like learning shit. And we just stood manual and just flung it. And we just said, fuck it. We just started pressing buttons. So we figured out shit. Which is then double funny because that's how I met you, mm-hmm. is when I got an EPS and nobody knew how, like, I bought it from Fui. Right, right, right. And so right. Fui was like, yeah, this is how you do it, da da da, this and that, all right, you know what I mean? So I remember going home and like sitting there looking at the machine and same shit, reading the manual, like, not knowing how to yeah, use it, yeah, and then yeah. going to Kwame's house and be like, yo, Kwame, man. Because Kwame had a rack, though. He had a 16 yeah, yeah, rack, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the rack one. And I'd be like, yo, Kwame, man, you have an EPS, yo, show me how to use it. He's like, oh, yo, you have the keyboard guy, you know how it is, guy. <laughs> yo, exactly but I know, I, know a, I know a guy who can show you still. Mm. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, all right, hold on, still. And I remember he called you. Like, mm. yo, there's this kid down the street from me who has an EPS. He needs somebody to show him how to teach it. All right? All right. Kwame hangs up the phone. All right, yo, come back here on Tuesday after 9 o'clock. And I remember carrying the fucking keyboard all the way back to Kwame's house and being like, yo, boom. And you're like, okay, yo, give me a record. And whatever record was the first record Kwame had yeah. just happened to have drums right at the very beginning of it. And you're like, oh, yo, that's Perfect. convenient. And I remember you teaching me, like, yo, always quantize, always quantize, always yeah, quantize, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, And that's, yeah. that's real funny, man. It's crazy because I didn't even, even till you brought it up, you I wouldn't even remember that shit. I wouldn't even remember that shit. Because, yeah, I was the first one I think Addict got his, like, Months months later, whatever the case is. An EPS is. too, yeah? Yeah, EPS. Mm-hmm. Because okay. it just became the staple. And I think they just came out when we were grabbing them. It was like something new at La McQuaid. Mm-hmm. It just so happened we came in at that time. Okay. And he's looking at me, and I have nothing to go off other than, fuck, I don't see no damn SP-1200 in here. So it's like, so, well, like so what do you want? I'm like, okay, fuck it. Let's go off the EPS. <laughs> yeah, let's go one. off the EPS. It was like that, and just figured it out. And it just so happened to be that machine that till the ASR came out that everybody was fucking with. Okay, so you're doing the early... Pro- I, yeah, fuck, I remember this as clear as day too, man. You're doing the early production for Ghetto Concept. Mm-hmm. At what point do you guys decide you're going to become the grassroots then? This is where I got to check with Roger or thing, because in my mind, I was even thinking about this question on the way down here, right? Like if you ask me, and I'm, it goes two ways. I want to say Julian... Or Nick came up with the name, right? Right. Either Julian or Nick, because I remember us, because we he had an office right down on King, and we'd always go down there. So I don't know if Nick, because Nick, Nick kind of comes up with those names and throws them out and just moves on. He's like, he'll say some shit. Like when right. he came up with Passes Through Time for the album, he'll say something, hey, that's cool, that's, and then boom, boom. That's what it is. But I, the only issue, I, why I'm thinking it's Julian, I remember there was an issue because there was that rock band called The Grassroots. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm thinking maybe Nick came with the name and Julian came with the flip because Julian said, okay, we'll just change the spelling. It was Julian, I know, that said change the spelling <laughs> for sure. Right. To and he's D-A like, D-A, instead of, yeah. and you guys are good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, for real. Because by the time... Yeah, let 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 Addict tell because I'm not sure who came up with the name, but I remember Julian said change it to D A, 
changes the air. Because, yo, here's, here's a funny thing I remember. Remember Kwame used to live right beside the creek? Oh, yeah, I know. And I remember going, because, I mean, allegedly we used to smoke weed down by the creek. Allegedly, allegedly right? Right, allegedly, right, right, right? So we used to go down there. And I remember, you know, we'd go down there. And then all of a sudden, one day we go down there to bun down. And under, right, because remember the bridge was right beside his house. Underneath the bridge, it was a huge graffiti of the grassroots. For real? And, yeah, and I don't know if maybe Kwame had done it or not because it was right it's next probably, to his house. It's probably or it, was, it wasn't the best graffiti though. No, it wasn't. No, okay, it was probably me then. Because okay, okay, okay. I remember me and Kwame used to fuck around and go right down there to tag up some bullshit. And it was a huge graffiti yeah, 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 yeah. there. Right? Probably, it was probably me at that point. <laughs> That's yeah. funny as hell. That's some classic. Okay, so then, <laughs> as, okay, as the grassroots then. You guys are still producing for Ghetto Concept. Are you guys producing for anybody else, though, at this time? No, every, no? no well, there's stuff going on. Like, there's always, like, Drew, like Junior was still rapping mm-hmm. at that okay. point. So, I know Attic was still doing joints with Junior. Like, okay. a lot of joints with Junior at that point. But, specifically, after, like, Certified came out, eventually a lot of stuff started to funnel through, like, Ghetto Concept. Right, you know what I mean. There was a, a album being prepared, so to speak, for for a concept. A I whole, did a, actually a lot of those joints. A whole that, grassroots produced yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Which never saw the light of day. Never saw the light of day because there was a little fallout that happened between like concept and groove a lot. Oh, okay. at the time yeah, yes. when you know deals were supposed to be signed, Sign, they yeah. said nah. They kind of pulled away from it. Mm-hmm. So okay. all those songs that were supposed to have came out after Easy on the Motion. Never saw the light of day. Does somebody still have all this stuff? Yeah, the, fi- the, fi- the files are there. The files are there. I need, I need to hear. Not this. all the files, but some there's, a, there's right. a lot of files that are um, about the place. <laughs> like, yo, it's funny because I remember, I mean, you know this, Remy and me went to elementary school together. Mm. And we used to have an after school program where we would go in the gym and play ball and whatever, whatever. Okay. And fucking Quadro ran the after-school program. Yeah, so I remember funny. one time, um, we were listening to, like, you know, we're kids. We're listening to, like, crisscross and, like, that kind of, another bad creation and stuff right, like right, that. Right, 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 right. I just remember Quadro screwing up his face, like, yo, man, this shit is shit that you guys are listening to. And he put on some, like, early ghetto concept stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I just remember, like, listening to it and being like, yeah, that's dope. But it's no Big Daddy Kane. And I remember Quadra looking at me like, like the fuck do you whoa. know about Big Daddy Kane? You know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, especially what? me being the white guy out of the yeah, three yeah, dudes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's just, it's funny that that all happens like that. Because Remy goes on to rap after and shit like that. Too, yeah, yeah. Which we will get we'll to eventually too. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, mm-hmm. I mean, win the first fucking... I mean, you guys won the Juno. It wasn't the first Juno. West won the first Juno, right? Uh, Carl, I think, a Be Cool. This is it Be Cool? Didn't Mr. Metro win one? Uh, Metro. There was a, yeah, that's, yeah, this Metro. Yeah, there was a, we were, I wouldn't say we were the first, but I think. Um, and then, I think it was like Wes and then Carl, Be Cool, because it's Simply Majestic. Right. Okay. Too. So but you guys won a Juno time. for that still, so that's got to be dope, like, coming out. <laughs> What's the craziest thing was. It was it was such a blur period. Like I don't think nobody really thought about it. I remember I think I 
I think either one of us said something about, so wait, we don't get one as producers? Exactly. And they said, well, they only give it to the group. They got to pay two fifty for every edition. Oh, it's still Julio. like that. It's right, still right, like that. Right, right. right. so it's yeah. still like that. Yeah. They're like, Julian, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it just, you know, just one of them conversations that just ended up nothing happening from there. So what was funny, though, so we move on to year two now, and okay. we got like two nominations in, right? Okay. Because Easy on the Motion is nominated. Yeah. And Elemental got nominated right. for drama. Drama, yeah. That's true. And okay. the funny, the craziest thing, I'm going to be real, I wanted drama to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I so wanted drama to win because that was a label me and Alex started, so it kind of meant a more. little bit more. Okay, I didn't know that you and Addict started Black Employed. Addict started yeah. Black Employed. Okay, we gotta, man. We got to touch on that then. Okay. So let me, let me backtrack then. Like you said, we're asking if we're doing songs. So during this time, and I don't know if we were trying to do a grassroots album, right? Okay. Remember how you said I was teaching you how to do the EPS? There was this kid named Jerry that I met through Detroit when I was doing um, the radio show with him. Okay. He wanted a place where he could come, similar to how Brother Scott used to kind of engineer the beats for me. He had a bunch of ideas. He needed somebody to funnel them through, so... He's like, okay, can I come do it at your house? I'll pay you whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. So he'd come out and we'd do sessions, right? And okay. he was trying to make beats for this rapper, G Knight, that he was managing. Okay. Right? So he's managing this dude, and then he'd like play me some shit. I was like, yo, he's dope, yo. All right? And then with that, I was like, you think you would mind if we do one or two songs with him? And he was like, yeah, I think you'd be cool, or whatever the case is. So while that's going on, we, we bring him down to Gadget, and we knocked out Living Underwater and um, Drama. Which was the first 12-inch, right? First 12-inch. So while Gadget's mixing it now, you know, some late-night session that a lot of sessions with Gadget down there was because they ran this school yeah. in the daytime, so most of our sessions were in the night. And uh, I remember saying, shit, man. And that's when we still had the mentality, you got to sign shit. You got to get signed. You know what I mean? Okay. And we're like hearing it and son and wiki coming through Gadget's being like yo man this would be dope if we can get it out and Gadget just turned around and said why don't you guys just put it out yourself and that's why I said everything was brand new in terms of that mentality because it was the weirdest it was the most simplest idea but it seemed so foreign even with working with Julian you still think he's doing some magic shit behind the curtain right, to make right, this right. happen. Like, Wizard of Oz. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't give Toronto enough credit about that in terms of like us. Do it like, for self. Do it yeah. yourself mentality with a label, man. Yeah, because it was, it was well, very. A like, lot of us, like a lot very, of guys doing it, right? Very nice. We pioneered a lot of the indie, uh, the Toronto, a lot of the Toronto records, especially that time because even New York that's when one had the yeah. label deals like Redman had a label deal that yeah time, we're more like New York in the 80s we're more like New York in the 80s exactly so what was right. going on in the right, 90s right. was more like what was going on in New York in the 80s Perfect. in terms of a bunch of independent labels so boom he turns around and we looked at each other like really? and he goes yeah you can just go go to the press and plan, press it up yourself just make a label <laughs> right, like, so like, okay. so how much does that cost? Right, so now we start like, oh shit, this could happen, and he's like, maybe what thousand thousand records or like two thousand dollars or whatever you choose to press up or whatever. Like really? So Addict looks at me, I look at him, I'm like, it was income tax time. I'm like, fuck, yeah, I got, yeah, I got a like, Gino coming yeah, in. Yeah, it's let's like, go. Okay, I can, <clears throat> and he's like, I can back you, and then boom. So we said, okay, boom, and then um, I think Rome, Rome was kicking some raps, and I think in the rap he had said. Um, when it wrecks, it brings joy. Black employed or some shit. We're like, yo, that should be the Dull. name. And because Dull. of that, that became the name. 
And it was him that said that whole Keep the Art Divine shit. That's a quote at the bottom of the yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so boom, we go up to. Um, was it Lacquer Channel or what did you? Yeah, Lacquer Channel. It would have been Lacquer Channel. Um, meet the dude. Who filled the metro? Filled me and Fuck, the, uh, the other dude, the old, the old white dude. Yeah, with, yeah, um, dude what's his name? Oh. Attical, remember too. Uh, Ken might be Ken. I think it is Ken. Okay, okay. I think it gray, is Ken. Gray haired white it's Ken, dude, isn't it? I think I'm so. Sure it's Ken. Mm-hmm. I think you and So you know, we we figured out uh, they master it. Um, and anyway, long story short, we get these five hundred records. I think that's what we have basically. Done. Okay. So now. I go to pick up these records, right? <laughs> so much records. There. Yeah, in the back of the car, lugging them and shit. I'm like, okay, and I'm bringing them upstairs in the same apartment you're talking about. Like, what the fuck do we do now, though, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we went and did this. So I'm like, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to go check Eugene and to play the record, right? And okay. start the hustle. So me and Addict go down to um, play the record and go check Eugene and, you know, Everybody's community then, like yeah. you know what I mean. I think that's the whole thing about doing stuff back then. It was like you're doing it with your friends because mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody. So anyway, um, I think it was maybe Jason Palmer, one of those dudes at the back at the time, plays the record. Everybody's like, yeah, you know what I mean. Dang it, dang like, it. Yeah, that sounds good. I think the vocal was a little low, mm-hmm. but anyway. So Eugene's like, okay, yeah, give me two hundred, two hundred, right? Yeah. I'm like, fuck, this is easy, right? <laughs> so, and I still don't know how it works. So he explains how it works. He goes, whatever, net 30, um, I'll take them. Whatever I don't sell, I'll, um, I'll give them back to you. And what I didn't sell, you'll get your money for it in 30 days. Okay, cool. We go up to, um, help me out, Star South. Track, track, track. And we check um, Easy Rock. Peter. Peter. Yeah. Okay, so Peter's here now. So I'm on a high. I done sold 200. I'm like, okay, this should what, be how much, want, how, much like, how, how much you want? How much you want? Nice record. I'll take 30. I'm like, huh? But Eugene just took 200. How are you taking 30? And he goes, no, Eugene has a lot has of mom and pop stores yeah, that he deals that with. Own, yeah. So he kind of, we don't, but I'm going to give you a number because I think this is a good record. Mm. And he gives me this number to this distribution company in Jersey called Big Daddy Distribution. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I was like, he goes, give him a call. You know, I still, I used to, I'm still into those dudes. I still, got, oh, yeah? I get emails. I can show you my phone now every day. They're still up and running. Oh, man. Uh, greatest, greatest dude, connect ever, man. all like the Doom, all the, like, the yeah, classic yeah, records. Yeah, they yeah. still around to this day. Like, right now, you, you know them, but they okay, changed okay. a different name. We'll get after, but it's yeah. funny. You say so, that. boom. Next day, at the same fucking apartment you're talking about, pick up the phone. Hey, da da da. Colin got this record. I um, want to know if you guys will carry it, but I don't know how the shit works. He's like, okay, send me five copies. Oh, traffic. Isn't traffic still Big Daddy? You know traffic? Oh, is that what they changed to? I think that's what they changed to, man. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't even okay. know. Traffic okay. records, they still like people know okay, now. Same. Now time. Okay. Like it's the same thing. It's out so, of Jersey. So, boom. UPS or FedEx, five records to him, send it over. Next, or whatever, I think it was, I did next day. He calls me like a couple of days later. He's like, how much do you have? And by then, I think I had 250 records left, right? Because like, we gave like, whatever, a bunch to the record pools or whatever. Right, for DJs. And some friends. So I think maybe even 200 left. So I'm like, 200. Okay, we'll take them. When, how fast can you press up more? Word? He goes, yeah, 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 boom. So sent it, and then I had to take that money, flip, do another five. I think we did five or a thousand. And then from that now, right? Yeah. And it's bubbling in New York or whatever. I get this call 
and it's some dude from Japan, like late late in the night because of the time differential, right? Okay, okay. And even before that, there was a lot of people actually calling about that record, like Atlantic Records, which had the sub, which Big Beat, yep. Atlantic, yep, yep, they, yep. Called, they called about it, a couple other people, right? So this dude um, from Japan calls, and he's like, um, he's doing a compilation, right? And we want to put the song on the compilation, where are you guys from? He's looking, he's just getting, everybody's just getting this phone number. Which is my house number yeah. back <laughs> in Rexdale. Yeah. Off of this record. It off. And like, he's thinking he's on? calling Brooklyn on some new area code yeah. shit. And I'm like, no, we're in Toronto. He goes, really? Okay, well, and Jap- Japan, J- Japanese people, oh, let me just God. say, when Japan, they do man. business, they don't play. Yeah. They come correct. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like us with a little song and dance and, no, you man. know, like do it for show. They do it for real. The money's in your account the next day for you. Yeah. Dude. So he's calling Literally, me and um, he's like, um, okay, I'll send you the contract. And by then I got a little fax machine by my bed type shit. And I was like, okay, but fax over the contract. Simmons, yeah. Yeah. I, I go down to um, Paul Sanderson because at that point everything was going through Paul Sanderson. Like okay. that was Julian's lawyer. Yep. But everything, even. Geo Disco when he yeah. was doing his fucking shit at York University, I got him the intern down at Paul Sanderson. So everybody's just going down there. So we, yeah, crazy. Yeah, so yeah, we bring, yeah, wow. we bring. Um, I bring the contract. He looks it over. He says, "Okay, I'll change this and change this. Other than that, you're good." I'm like, I don't want to fuck up nothing with the deal or something. He goes, "No, no, no, you're fine." So. 12 o'clock or whatever the next night, I called the guy. I said, okay, boom, this is the changes. I'll fax it over to you. You made the changes. We're good. By the next morning, fax come in, changes made. He calls back, are we, are we good? I said, yeah, but you're going to have to wire the money. And I'm still figuring out as I go along how to deal with business. I said, no, you have to wire the money. And then once we see it, then we'll forward you, you know, the master. Mm-hmm. So, boom, ne- like you said, next morning. Literally, dude. They I checked Bank dude. of Montreal. We're good. <laughs> Like it was just that, that. That fast. was the best. Japan was the best place and to sell vinyl, dude. Back in the day, dude. At that time, I get slow numbers up, but I know everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers. It was like everyone would get their call, like yo, right, right, remember right. Japan call. Yeah, yeah. Frank, and that's why Frank to Canada this day, would be like Japan call, dude. Call Japan yeah, call, yeah, yeah. And that's why to this day, I gotta fucking buy my records from Japan at thrice the price exactly. that they are exactly. to fucking. <laughs> to collect my hip hop collection. Yeah, well, look go. at dancehall. Same thing with dancehall. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They take it to Serious, a whole different man. level. Dancehall, man. So it ends up on this compilation called East Coast in Volume Three, right? Okay. And the compilation had like Smith and Wesson, Black Moon, like uh, everybody, and we're this like little group from down here that nobody knows. Like everybody else is like some. Now was it build name. the grassroots or was it build? It was G-Night. the grassroots featuring Elemental. Okay, okay, drama, okay. right? Okay. So what's crazy about that now, it was that that's the only reason the record ends up down there now, right? So as it ends up on this compilation, they start pulling records from Big Daddy down there, right? Okay. Because they're trying to figure out what the hell is this song. Like, they know everything else. Well, I think well, Matt well. Smith and Wesson, let's get it on, Mad Lion, take it easy, all Black Moon shit that you know. So years later, right? That's why it's funny how, how things come full circle. Mm-hmm. We end up actually releasing the 45 this year through this guy named Shuji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuckle, and, right? Chuckle Records? Yeah, yes. Guys release. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy because he's saying when he was down there, um, his brother or put him up on the record. And the record, I guess, became so big down there, it actually became bootlegged, like, it got bootlegged like three times. 
which wow, was crazy. Because okay. he actually came up and gave me copies of the bootleg, and I'm Sick. looking at this shit, which is like, what the hell? like wow. Yeah, because yeah, we only did one label what? set. We never changed. That's, That's the green, the, green, the white, the green label, yeah, on yeah. some lawn care shit. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we never changed the color. And then you're seeing like there's a blue one, there's a black one, and it got. But because of that demand, I guess Triple, it became yeah. like a little something down there. That particular record. Okay. Twenty two years later. It comes out. Okay, yeah. so at this point, then you guys decide you guys are gonna make a record, like as the grassroots or what? Um, a couple things happened there, okay. right? And this is we come from a place where everybody's wearing different hats. Me especially, it's a Scorpio thing. I try to do a million things at once. I'm sure Thrust could attest. So at that point, by the time we made the second connect with Big Daddy, I'm feeling amp about oh shit, we're selling records, right? Okay. I'm in kind of in that mode for a second. And then I'm like, hey, this is dope. He's like, man, I'm just trying to do beats, son. I'm not trying to fucking be a record label. You know, record label and shit. So he's like, nah, you do that shit. Right? Okay. He's like, I just want to fucking, I just want to do beats, right? I'm like, for real? Like, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, man, I don't. So in my hype now, here comes like Lloyd and Kwame. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And they're the next closest to me that, you know, we're still... Did they have up. Red Life at this point or no? There was no Red Life. Okay. All we had was this record. Like, okay. I, I gave... I let them jump on the train and say, come on, let's let's mm-hmm. go then and we'll figure it out. And then Kwame brought Red Life after. Right. So while that's going on and we're like... And Kwame had... I think the first one was the Who's Talking Wait shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Red yeah Life, that was. Right? And that was when it was Action and Remy. Yeah. At that point, I think we were trying to do like a grassroots EP. I think that's what started first. And there was okay. a bunch of stuff that I think we were trying with Sean Mel. Did a bunch of songs with him. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of other songs. And then it sort of parlayed into the album. And the album really wasn't like, okay, let's do this album. It was like, I was doing a bunch of stuff with like Red Life and. Red Life brought me Qbert and yes. a bunch of that stuff. Who's Blue Scorpion? Yeah, for those who you guys. became Blue Scorpion later right. on. Um, Nick was doing some stuff, and then similar to how we kind of pulled our resources to put out the record, we just said, "Oh shit! Well, I got a couple of joints here. You got some joints here." Mm-hmm. And then when we realized, "Oh shit! We almost have a sort of cohesive album," then we started to kind of, you know, Attic kind of come. Attic and Nick came with like the interludes and all the stuff right, to kind right, of right, weave right. it all together. Cohesive. But that's kind of how it came about. It wasn't really like we sat down so we're gonna. How do did album. how did the Son of Soul and RC joint happen? Like I'm so curious about that, man. Oh, that was well. RC RC and Ski was always like together doing their thing. Yes, and I think um, Attic had found 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 a record. That record that we wanted to use for for the thing, and I think he was going to hunt for another copy, and then we were trying to figure out who was going to do it. And I think initially, I think we asked Grouch, but something happened with Grouch where he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then literally, we called. Um, and I think I don't know if it was I think Ski or somebody had mentioned Sims. Mm-hmm. Word. Which I knew Sims are. Everybody knew Sims, but and said, okay, boom. So he came down, and literally that whole session. Mm-hmm. Happened at Gadget. So literally, Sims is hearing the record for the first time. I think maybe I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And like I said, thing would have to get it. So he's like, you know, practicing cuts. And all that was um, just one fly through. 
Crazy. So it was like him cutting up, him patching it, like the the turntables to one side, those guys in the booth together, and it's us. Which is dope. And then all the background noise, we ended up doing that and mastering. So all that Brenda pay the rent party oh, shit. Word. <laughs> did that shit. The master Yo, man. It was supposed to sound like some wild style shit. Rest in yeah. peace to Son of Soul, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatly yeah, yeah. missed, so, man. Greatly Sims, missed, man. Oh. We got to do that dope, man. Table, man. Is dope. dope. So then how come you guys didn't put the record out on Black Employed and you guys put it out on Conception? Um, I think at that point... It was because Attic was kind of networking with, like, Jake wanted them. Like, right. Attic always knew, Attic, and when he comes on, he can tell you his connection with Jake, but Attic knew Jake from a while, right? Okay. And I think Jake was messing with um, Supreme, which is Conception. Yeah. And I think we were trying to get it on a bigger platform. Like, at that point, BE, we were just, you know. It was like single bass. And single bass. Yeah. Right, okay, and really, okay. truly, to be dead honest, and no disrespect to uh, Red Life or whatever, but the biggest success was still drama. Mm-hmm. Like, you right. know, drama was, for what drama oh. did, everything came after, kind of went right. down, downwards. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just a different time at that point. But I guess it's funny, because depending on the generation and who you ask, mm-hmm. yeah. who's talking weight is a fucking cult classic yeah, song, yeah, yeah, right? No, like, you know what I mean? In terms of, like... I think, who's talking weight... There's like Toronto, New York centric, but the elemental was like yeah. UK, Japan, yeah. New York too. And but it was like more like a global. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's one record. of those that record was really that big. Like people in Toronto, in the, people in, up here in the Fender have no Rhodes, idea big it in was. the Fender Road stage of yeah. like roots coming people, out. And I don't even hear how big that record is, dude. People have no idea how big that record is. I know because my indie stuff was out. And we we're in the circuit of distribution, and you hear like, oh, your Toronto records. But that period in time, like I said, people never ask. It's funny in interviews. People say, yeah. oh, this was hot. People never ask the numbers. Like, if, if people know the numbers of what people sold, yeah, we yeah. sold on vinyl at that time, I think a lot of people would be floored. Like, oh, my goodness, you guys sold that many records, dude? Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's different. It was I know, a different but, time, but, right? But who's talking weight? And that was like, heavily played here in New York, too. So we have, like, our perception, our Toronto-centric perception of how big records And plus, are. I think our culture, like, what we're doing, I'll be that honest, with mm-hmm. the record label stuff, it was kind of like we were doing more than what we needed to do. Whereas drama was a strictly, here's a record, like it or hate it, here it is. Right. By the time Red Life came, it's like, oh shit, we need to film a video, record release party. Like we're doing all this other yeah, flashy yeah, shit, yeah, and yeah. it just, to me, it kind of took away, if anything, from just, yo, let's just record, push out the record. Let's and, get on the street. What was, your, what was your first impression of Red Life when you heard them? Oh man, I, the craziest thing, I think it was Kwame brought them to me, and then, but it's so funny because I think, like I said, we're just in an era where things just came our way. And when I, I think I first heard Red Life, I was like, I think it was Action that first floored me, right? Okay, yeah, Because yeah, Action yeah. was on some shit early, right? It's kind of like, you like Prodigy, then you like Havoc kind of shit. It's yeah. like that kind of thing. And yeah. I just remember even the original version of Night's Young, like Action's verse in it was just like, I remember just playing it over and over, and I was like, this is dope. Remy's like, ill, but then later on, I became to like Remy more than Action. So it was like. Which is funny because a lot of people swing. don't know mm-hmm. when, he, when he says, if you want the rest and check me in the remix of the song, the remix of the song is actually the original. Yeah. And the yeah. version that we yeah. hear is the remix right. of the yeah. song. And what yeah. happened, unfortunately, was I remember it was after Kwame finished, um, a little after um, 
Who's talking weight? He's like, yo, I got another one for you. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, I think it's going to be bigger than who's talking weight. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he played me Nights Young, and I'm like, yo. Like, it was like, yeah. that's fucking. That was reckless. It was crazy. Oh, and man. I think it ended up on, I think we put it on a sampler, but what happened was something happened with the reel at Frankenstein's. Because all that stuff was recorded at Frankenstein's. Yes. And so they had to go back and redo it. And by the time we got around to it, it was just a different vibe. Action and Remy had split. That's right. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it was just Remy. Mm-hmm. And then Giz, Giz came. So that, that Night's Young portion was just Remy. That's like the, the kind of bridge before Giz came into the picture. I think Rana has that sampler because we talked about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, actually, the same dude and that... Is supposed to be putting out the Night's Young, and that oh, awesome. version is supposed version. to be on like a limited press. Mm-hmm. The original version would actually. The original version would actually. Because every sick. We just have that actual same cassette you're talking about. So Because I think Frank said he has a bunch of stuff, oh, man. Frank Frankenstein. Yeah. When he was on, he mentioned that he has. Well, funny a bunch enough, of stuff. I got I gotta reach out to him then after the fact. Because if he has that still, that's crazy. It's like, come here. Yes. Right? <laughs> so so dope, man. Yeah. So what did you do off the Exodus? EP like with Red Life did you do Dunno Dunno I did and Bashman the two Bashman. Giz joints man yo Bashman, Bashman. Giz joints. and it's it's crazy cause I'll, I'll never forget me and Remy talking one time man and being like yo him specifically talking about Bashman he's like yo if you ever go listen to Bashman oh, go listen to Giz's ad-libs mm-hmm. and how well he ad-libbed Back then, before AdLibs was even really that kind of thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he was so good at it, and I remember going back and listening to him, being like, "Yo, he's so fucking dope at this, man." It was crazy, and I, I think the first time I heard Giz was Remy hooking him up on Treeway, and said, "Yo, I got this dude. You got to hear him." And he spit the sixteen. I remember what the sixteen was. I was just yeah, like, "Yo, wait, can you come over?" Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think literally we did Dunno probably like. Two weeks later, he came by the crib, yes. and, and we did. But then Bashment was actually, I won't say which move, but Daps, Money Daps used to run with yes. us, like, which was a friend of Bobby Cox. And that whole story is Daps gave him, it's like a real life, but he kind of, you know, made it take out the names to the protect the right, 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 right. But it's actually like a move that did go down, and he just repenned it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was like crazy. <laughs> it, it's funny, man, because I remember I used to... Before I had my own 12s, I would go over to my homeboy Freedom's house, Justice. You remember Justice, yeah, yeah, right, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I'd go to Justice's house and fucking I'd go. And I'd always see they had a domino table in the basement. And I'd always kept, the more I'd go over, the more I'd see this tag on the, do, on the cardboard. Giz. Gizmo. Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gizmo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this Gizmo guy? Until one day I go to Remy's house and he's like, yo, that's my man Giz. I'm like, yo. Gizmo, yo, you go over to Freeze House all the time? He's like, yeah, man, how you know that? I'm like, because your name's all over the domino table. He's like, oh, shit, yo, do it, do it, this and that, right? Like, I didn't even know Giz like that because he was from all, like, even yeah, though I yeah, knew a yeah, bunch yeah. of Olive guys, right? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so then at what point does, like, Blue Scorpion and Megatron and all them guys start coming that's, around? That's towards the, not, I wouldn't say the end, but that's, like, the next wave. Okay. So basically... Scorpion, that's probably by the time I moved to Brampton, actually, you know, I'm thinking about it, right? I, I, well, I remember coming to your crib with it, Remy one time in Brampton, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So it was that whole, that was sort of like, I'm trying to, it was, I think, Cubert, because Remy brought Cubert in. 
Yes. Right, and Kubert's um appear. Kubert actually appears twice on the album. I actually he starts the, on the album. Yeah, yeah. Right? Here's yeah. the ice shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one with um Giz, political proverbs. Oh, which or whatever. is did you do that beat? Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'ma let you know. <laughs> yo, I love that shit, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that love was, that shit, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it was Kubert that um. Well, obviously, because he's Scorpion, Scorpion yeah. brought, in, brought in the rest of those dudes. Yeah, so it was, but it was a weird Kisco. time because that was when, because really and truly, we kind of forced Remy and Giz to do a partnership, which shouldn't have, they should have kind of been solo, right. because we were more used to hearing Red Life with Action and Remy. Yeah, it's so when cool. yeah, yeah, Action yeah. kind of split, we're like, okay, well, we gotta feel it, like you know, it's like consequence and yeah. tribe type shit. Right, like, okay, right, 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 right. But. I don't think they gelled as much as when Action and Remy were doing their thing. So by the time I think we we did, that's why the fucking EP really sounds like a compilation of shit. It's yeah, because like it's random. like a solo yeah. Giz join, a solo right, Remy because join. Because it was never really. So by the time they were started to do this, here comes Scorpion, Scorpion, Blue Scorpion, and then focus becomes then. But by then I'm still trying to kind of work with Remy, but it's. Like everything's sorta you, did going you, off. Did you do directions. um what's the Scorpion joint? Not Bashment, strictly Bashment. Did you do Yeah, Strictly Bashment. You did Strictly I, Bashment, yeah, yeah. okay. And Clean and Cut. Thing did. Did, not Clean Cut. Um what's the other dude, man? Thing's cousin. Oh, my memory's so shit. So much people too. Uh, tough another dude named Tuffy. Tuffy, that's Tuffy, Tuffy did Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was um, yeah I think that was the only score that was pretty much last record I think Be put out right. Well, there's no come on Swift. You know I always I always bust your balls about this. Where is the Black Employed album Swift? Because I know it was recorded because I heard some of it at your house that day. Your your memory is probably better than mine because there's so much like loose stuff that was recorded like say from like fucking ninety five to two thousand. You know how much music was recorded in that time, man. Right, random shit like. We would go cut dub plates because we're still playing out like stray dogs, right? Okay, we're gonna so talk we, about stray dogs and all we'd that still too. Be right? Like cutting plates and stuff, like you know what I mean. So even the other day, I found a I found a dub plate um with Skylarkin, which okay. was a joint with me and Rome on it, right? Okay, but we used to play it in the dance type shit, and I think I played it. No, no, I was, I was going to say when I did my um, CKLN shit, I didn't play it then, but it had Soul Lock on the other side, which is a, a Stray Dogs dub play with um, Riggs, Blast, and wow, Sean Bell. Wow, okay. Sean and then the other it. one that we used to run was um, a dub with K-Force, G-Knight, and Cam. That's right. Wow, I remember like that. Play it like and you still have all that stuff. Yeah, that I even, yeah. I mean, yo, we which is crazy. That. that was crazy. Cam was crazy. Yeah, Cam to me was oh, like Cam the MC was light of this city, man. Cam I remember I heard a funny jam, oh, like man. big up Cam, like one, oh, like flashbacks, yes. man. This this girl was just so, such so a wicked. natural rapper, like natural yeah. flower, like like Biggie esque, like yeah, yeah, Biggie esque. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can her, say. Her Biggie esque. Everything about her was just like her look, her Ill. tone, the flow. You're just like, all right, yo, let's talk Here's about a quick. Yeah, let's talk about a quick for a second. Let's talk about Stray Dogs, man, because yo, Stray Dogs mixtapes. Was a thing, like it yeah, was a yeah, Toronto yeah. thing, right? Like you had to know that. Who was the Who was the original Stray Dogs? You, original Stray Dogs started. Tell you the God truth, and I'm, I hope I remember this. I think it was me, Infinite, probably Links? me, Inf, 
Lynx came after, you know. Okay. Lynx okay. was still doing Night Creepers. Yes. So it was me, Infinite, Bobby Cox, and probably Madlock was the original. Yo, rest in peace to Madlock. Rest in peace, yo. Rest in peace. So it was uh, us four originally. Okay. And then, and then, well, Infinite, you know, was more doing his rapping thing after a while. And I think um, then we, um, oh, and Kwame. Okay. No, no, actually, no. Kwame came after because Kwame was doing something called Men at Work. That's yeah, right. Hip Jazzy. And Tabs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think even um, Kid Cut, if I'm not mistaken, him and Kwame were working. But I don't know if he was Men at Work at Well, the it's funny because I kind of, I don't know who I was just having this conversation with, but... Original Baby Blue sound crew, I remember being Kid Cut, Lynx, Omari, and somebody else. Are you sure? I'm, I'm almost a thousand percent positive, and we'd have to get, Link, when we get Lynx Carrie on. Because Kerry was around... Kerry was around way before. Kerry's from. Like, from remember from, when I'm talking about villain Kerry's from Malton. Kerry's from, 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 from villain days. From like, Malton, yeah. and he from Logic's here, and he was the DJ. Wait, Kevin came in late. It was like it was somebody bridge because it's I think and Kane knows me he t- he told the story but Kerry DJing for years before Baby Blue years years yeah but they weren't Baby Blue no but it was, sound it was yeah, no yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. not so saying right and the Kano, I remember Kano, I don't want to discredit like the story right but it's in the Kano interview and he kind of he lined up I remember I think you brought it up and then he said exactly but it was like I think Kwame or somebody put the tooth or somebody that was the bridge of putting it together. Because Kevin was on the mic at one party, da 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 da, and then Thing was doing his thing because Carrie's always DJing, and then there was the bridge, and somebody said because it was that thing going on in the area, it's like yo, yeah. you guys should be the Baby Blue Sound Crew, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, but, you but, get what I'm saying, the but, Baby yeah. Blue, but, right? I that's why yeah, that's how I'm positive that that's how the name came okay, out. Of it, it, right? Very well, could be because right. um, Kid Cut's younger brother and Humel. Lynx ran together. That's uh, right. Lynx run together. I think Monzi, Mr. Monzi. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who I went to high school with all yeah. those guys. Yeah. Me yeah. and Lynx tried to get a show at like 105.5 back in the day together yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And then once they told us we got to volunteer, we're like, fuck that, we're out of here. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then like, yo, Monzi was the first guy to ever show me a SP, um, sorry, a MPC 2000 and shit like that. Oh, okay. Like, so it's, it's real funny. But I do remember Kid Cut being at at Kwame's house and shit like from time Yeah, that's to what time. I'm saying. There was a there was a time it was um around the Airview dance times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Kane had uh, oh. Infinite's older brother had the Kane? car shop. Kane. Kane. Yeah, Kane. Yeah, Kane. Yeah. Kane in the weekend time he would rent it out so it would fucking the clear up. Yeah. Yeah. Airview jams. Yeah, yeah, Airview yeah, jams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Airview hanger and shit. Yeah. And so I think that was like a half a summer. Mm-hmm. Like I think Elite Squad played there. That was one of the first summers yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. They had that. There was like um, every yeah. Kwame, which was Men at Work played and there. They had the yeah. fuck what you stuff. fuck what you heard T-shirts yeah, and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 remember all that, man. But um, it was oddly enough, Stray Dogs probably put out like three cassettes. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't like flooded. We weren't on some mastermind shit. But I will say we we're on our shit early, right? Like okay. Kwame put out Dog Food, and I think he had Shaq Claire on there. Like you know what I mean? This is before dudes were like. It was the first like home Toronto reaching for Toronto rap. Yeah, yeah man. and um, I'm trying to remember who else was on his. I can remember mine. Okay. Saturday Night Live shit. Yeah. Uh, fucking Jelly. Yep. Fucking Infinite. Madlocks. Rest in peace. Black Eye. Rest in peace. Yep. Uh, Shaclair. Socrates. Okay. Cardinal was on that shit. Doing dubs. Yeah, it was just, and it was like. Yeah. 
on some doo wop shit where it's just like dub to dub to dub to dub. So oddly enough, just because of how it's sequenced, like the side with Black Eye, Madlock, Jelly, was Infinite, and one more. Anyway, it was five per. But it just so happened I put all the the Western dudes in one cipher only because. I was booking time with Frankenstein, and it was easier to coordinate. Okay. So it was them on one side, and then when I did the other side, it was like socks and them side. I did it down a gadget. So everybody was sort of saying the east side or the west west side side. kind of shit, but it wasn't really meant to be nothing, but all those dudes were on it. Rome was on it doing the intro. A young young Gordo would have been engineering back then? Yeah, Gordo was was doing all that stuff early. Him, it was either him, Grasshopper, or there was one more dude that Gadget worked with. No, no, we weren't two. Tyson was. There was another dude, but it was more between Gordo and Grasshopper. Grasshopper Those were the okay. two, like, you know, because Gadget really, I think his whole shit was to kind of alleviate as much pressure from him and he'll come in come mix time. So even after a while, Gadget taught us how to record shit. And then he would go upstairs and go upstairs, sleep and, just and shit. Back. And then just leave yeah. us, like, recording shit. Yeah. Or leave Gordo, like, you know, recording our sessions and stuff like that. So. Okay, so on the DJ tip, let's go to original project bounce for a hot second, right? Okay, like, we can do that. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people don't know that there was a project bounce before there was project bounce as we know it now, and it was what eighty eight point nine. 89.9. 89.9. Yes. Of uh, the little Portuguese radio yes, station. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that yeah, um, yeah. Alabar had um, I guess his deal was he was supposed to get some ads. Running okay, and so I think um, Ritz was on there. Links, uh, links them had a show, Team Bravo show, yeah, Team Bravo, and yeah. That's where I met Kia KDN, big Word. up KDN, Shout out to Kia. And I think me and her both had an idea, it was like coming towards the end of the, uh, we want to do our Canadian show, right? Yeah, and I remember Albar like. Like laughing Like you gotta be kidding me But that was You know what I mean There wasn't that much material But we just wanted to make it fun Like you know You can come down You can kick freestyles We'll interview a lot of people We'll make it like We'll hype it up as much as we can That was our idea with it Right So I think he gave us a slot It was like from fucking 12 to 3 or some shit Yep Thursday I think it started Thursday And Clean Cut Came in Cause that's what Clean Cut used to do voices and shit Like If you know Cut Cut could like Pretty much impersonate anybody so we made up this character called um, Fat Tony, oddly enough. <laughs> he used to do all these drops for the show. And then me and Rome wanted to make it funky. Rome came on later. So we had these um, aliases. And it was Daps that came up with these names. You know, oh, I say, wow. yo, Tony, Tony Sawfish, Roger Breadfruit, and <laughs> like Breadfruit, Tom man. Strokes come up with this crazy shit. Yep. And then we just said, oh, fuck Tom it, let's Strokes. just do some different shit. So I was on some Tony Sawfish shit. And yes. Rome was on some Tom Strokes and some KDN, Strokes. so we were just trying to make the show as fun as possible. And we had like the game show shit we used to do. Yep, yep. And that was my sister, and her, it was uh, my younger sister and her friends that did that whole just sit right back and that whole intro oh, we did. Oh, word, uh, word, word. Island. So we we're just trying to make it like just like crazy and fun while still we're yeah. playing the Canadian, all this Canadian content. Well, it's crazy because I always remember the Cardi drop. So what are you going to do? You're just going to repeat the show every week? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that was done at, um, what's that studio? It's not Gadget, but around the corner from what, Gadget. Wesley? Wesley? No, not, no, not Wesley. 
Around the corner from Gadget. What it was? Because uh, Wesley was on Ontario Street. Ontario wasn't Street, it? yeah. No, it was the other one. And we used to, when we first started <laughs> recording with things. Anyway, I booked him at that studio. It's where Mastermind did his album too. I booked him at that studio. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. And it was okay. like, yo, I need a drop. Well, yeah, do. And that was literally him saying it. I was like, fuck it. I don't need nothing else other than this because it was the funniest thing and it was the right, weirdest right, right, thing. Right. Yeah, so big up Cardi for that drop. <laughs> Classic. It's funny because like years later, after you guys had stopped doing it, and then I wound up at Hip Hop Canada and we were doing the online radio show, I remember at the time saying, yo, I'm only going to play Canadian hip hop. And that was an homage to you guys, man, because I remember... No one was really doing that. Yeah, like yeah you guys yeah, are the that's... first guys I remember doing that, playing strictly Canadian hip hop. Yeah, Street Dogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, street Dogs. Well, from me street and KDN doing it, but it and was then to this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. The bridge. But yeah, that was. It was something that we actually believed in, and to me, it was just challenging because really, truly, it was kind of hard to grab the material and I think that was when everything was going kind of from vinyl to CD shit yeah. so yeah. it was a weird sort of time where I'm getting like flooded with people's CDs and you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's like, kind of like I know the older generation and this n- newer generation is coming into place so we're having like you know figure out how to segment the show properly mm-hmm. I know KDM brought a bunch of tapes by my crib to digitize so some of that's yeah, around yeah, yeah. Right? and I actually, I actually want to find some of them because I know that I'm on some of yeah, those cause tapes because I used to call in, in all the time, yeah, man. Like yeah. We had Apple come down. Um, Saul was down on the show. Um, Socks um, when he was working. Definitely, with you know what? That's one of the ones I digitized. Was the one with Saul on it. The, okay. You guys interviewed. Yeah, which Saul. was a great mm-hmm. interview. That was yeah, a good I definitely interview. have that digitized still. And um, and I think from those six months, oddly enough. We didn't know the show was going to end, but I did this um, mixtape. With the three aliens on three it. Aliens. Bam, bam, I have that still. Smoking on some homegrown. Smoking on. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? There's a dope fucking Remy joint on that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brainstorm. Brainstorm, yes, yes. And who was it? One of the guys, one of the Blackburns. Um, the jazz group, the Blackboards. Corey, Corey. It might, it right? might have been one of the sons did the beat for it and shit. Like oh, okay, that. okay. I didn't know I just that. always remember that. Like, yo, mm-hmm. who do you do? He's like, oh, yo, these jazz guys. Yeah. Duh, duh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think that was That's when um, concept them came down. Well, a lot of people came down to Freestyle Live, but it was cool. What and they did it because decisive, yeah. They brought their actual songs and just wrapped them live in the studio. Oh, so word. all that criminology shit is just oh. from their sessions <laughs> when they came into yeah, the radio station yeah, yeah, yeah. and just did it live. So that was pretty dope. dope. And decisive was, yeah, he was. He's proper. He's proper. <laughs> he came down and did a lot of stuff. So, I mean. Whoever has that lurking around, I think I have like one copy like floating around. I, I definitely have a copy of it still, man. We should digitize that. And <laughs> yeah, that put it on SoundCloud and shit. Yeah, 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 man. But yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And it was short-lived, unfortunately, like six months. But it was, it, was, it was good when it went down. And the funny thing is, the only other time I ended up back on radio after that, which was years later... Mm-hmm. Was with um, Kristen K. Shows. Okay. I was doing the same exact thing. Word. Canadian. See how it works. <laughs> and then we were doing it for, and I can't even remember the damn name. I'd have to like, but yeah, I ended up doing a couple months on her shit too, like six months. But then mm-hmm. her shit, like we, you know, 
Because to me, I think she was like how we were kind of formatted back with plug tuning. Right. I think she was very, like her, she was very skilled in terms of, like she was very articulate on the mic, like she mm-hmm. knew how to, but she just never, she would just be stuck with just playing one song, playing another song. And I'm more facilitated by mixing, mixing the songs together, yeah. so it kind of helped to elevate the show that way. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good run too. Mm-hmm. It was a good run. Like, I mean, I think they won, she got some award for like best show on, on the radio station at that point. Wow. Not for the year. I forgot the damn radio station, too. The the one in Mississauga, University uh Oh, oh U of T campus. The, ca- the ones on campus? I think I did an interview there before. I know the one on down... By Mississauga Road there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It is U of T campus. Yeah, because I did... Yeah. I, mean, I remember me... I did it. Scam and FaZe did a fucking interview yeah, on there one time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Andre905 plays down. That's right. Yes, That's the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about Rome, man? Like, did you did you do any of the Tom Stroke stuff, or was that all Attic? That was all Attic. Him and Attic, um, there were, like, some Pete Rock and CL shit. Like, Attic, to me, uh, let me just say this. Um, Attic probably, I think people know, yeah. but I don't think people really no. know how wicked Attic really is. Like, you would have to kind of be around him, but there's so much unreleased shit. That's almost imagine. sad yeah, yeah, yeah. that this shit didn't come out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like being, and he'll probably never say Nas with now, but like being around Dilla type shit. Like, I mean, he just has a body of work. That's I put him in my, like, t- I don't know what it means for anything, like but I put him in my top five. Well, my top I put five producers that I heard make hip hop. Yeah. And period. The consistency and he, from even the Dan- first. I'll tell you a dank story. Mm-hmm. Dank came by one time. Addict came by, right? Yeah. It's when, when Sid had the crib, right? Okay, the we're blue room, blue room we're doing the blue room. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So just around, it's just after the time Dilla passed and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're chilling in the crib. And Addict's like, yo, I'm going to come by. And he never met Attic. I was like, oh, you're going to, I tell him, you're going to meet Attic. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, you know who you're yeah. going to meet? He's coming by. I go, he's probably going to have some music, man. I go, I was just tripping because everyone knows Attic. When Attic come by and he got some, he'll always have this CD or this tape or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even the last two, three years where he's been working on it, and he'll always bounce it off if you're a music head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, after he played the tape, I remember we played the tape and I see this thing. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. God. But as soon as he got to the end, the last week he had about 10. He goes to Attic, goes, yo, Attic. You ain't going nowhere. You got to put that thing back on right now, son. <laughs> that beat number one. And to this day, when I mention Addict's name and I go that first beat, he remembers like if he could paint it, he'd paint the picture, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Addict's is one yeah. of those beats. And remember, those are not, I'm talking about Dank, Frank and Dank, like, like you said, Jay Dilla. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And his beats, oh, it's insane. I have, know this, them. I have this we fond memory of Fatsky coming to my house the day that we did the last Circle Research show. And he ended up coming to my crib and playing me an album's worth of shit that most of it was done by Attic and Moss. Oh, and I shit. can't remember who it was. And mm-hmm. to this day, the world's never heard that. And that shit was like yeah, the yeah, dopest yeah. shit. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, if you look at it, the stuff that the people did here, anything that he touched became a staple. Word. Like yeah. the sound well, of sure, it. Sure, man. Mm-hmm. I know. So if you do look at it just from that, then everyone knows like what's in the vault. But there's, there's yeah, no yeah. stuff and in the vault, right? So it's but like, that vault it's, 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 it's kind of like vault, the whole tip of an iceberg, and if you look underneath the water, yeah, the fucking mixed way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what you that's don't like the catalog. See, right? yeah, the catalog yeah. is I could like only ridiculous. Imagine, man. And it's it's a consistent catalog. Honestly, from the first time I heard the shit when he was doing with um Dave uh Jr. Like 
from just been consistent in terms yeah, of the work no. ethic. The, you know how tight this shit is. Is just nah. No, you know when somebody's some people practice, try, and, and do and become something that other people are just natural. Yeah. Like, like he's yeah. just a nat. He's naturally supposed to be doing what he's doing. Do it's you like when you, it's like when, you, when we first saw Russell. We know Russell Peters, all three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody yeah. knows Russell from the parking lot after the gym, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. whatever. You know that Russell Peters was gonna be was gonna something. be where he's gonna be, and he's supposed to be doing what he's doing. Yeah, so yeah, it's that yeah, same yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. same light. Like, In you hindsight, know? you think, yeah. Yo, do you think we'll ever get another grassroots record? Do you think that's? Do you I think don't that think that's happen? fear to ask me that without ah, the <laughs> We have to like, save that for the grass. Yeah, yeah, the that. yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah. I can't even chime in. Like, but but oh, you're still man. making beats. I think me and Thrust were talking about that before we started the thing. I think right now everything comes back full circle. Life is a, like a funny thing. It's like you start a certain way. You kind of go through this journey. You learn stuff along the way. And nine times out of ten, a lot of people just kind of. Everything comes back full circle to where you started because right. that's the purest point of where you were. You know what I mean? You get tainted mm-hmm. along the way through, okay, money, you're trying to grab this fame, you're trying to do, 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 And then usually, if you're grounded from beginning, you return back to source. So, yeah, I still do some shit, but it's not on some, I'm trying to put out some shit. It's just, like you For said, something's in, in me, and if I might wake up one day to feel to do something, I just do it. It's like Word. DJ, and I yep. do it because. I got to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not, there's no real purpose behind it. You know, you there's more purpose for the DJing because I gig out. But in terms of like the beats or whatever, that's more, nah, it's just a necessity. I just do it because every now and then. You catch you a vibe. Feel, yeah, man. you catch it's a vibe. And you, you know, you drop something man. and that's it. Yeah. But, or you hear something, you're like, yo, I could flip that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We, before we get on out of here, where can the people find you? Um, pretty much, I'm on Instagram, SwiftLaRock, S-W-I-F-F-L-A-R-O-C, Facebook, uh, SwiftLaRock Live, Twitter, never on there, but I got an account, but, oh, um, Wait a minute, wait a minute, one more thing that came to my mind before you left, a lot of people know about, didn't you guys do Orb too? No. Any production? There was, there was, was production, production, but there was... But it was, a. Uh, how was the title? I always wanted to know that. It was, or for that, you know, that's like Jellystone. Yeah, there's a Rome song on um, the Born to Rome record called Born to Rome. Okay. And if you actually listen to that whole first, first verse, it's kind of like he's telling the story of how everything came to be. Because okay. he's talking about um, something, something... Slap that to born, he slapped ghetto, slap that to orb, now we certified pro, mm-hmm. and then he goes on from there about what happened. But it was Quadro them I brought in Quadro, Quadro them brought in Jelly and Orb. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. And at the beginning, when they kinda didn't know how to work the machine. Wait, who Orb was Jelly, Red Ants, and who else? No, it was oh Jelly. Bad news and Sky Juice. Ah, Sky Juice, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Sky Thank Juice. You. That was yeah. the original core. And you, they man. had done um they did the Black Moon show, which is crazy. Because okay. that this you know is the fame story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, the fame tell the story. The man. And I I don't I know that night too. I don't know. World in Rexdale. No, wasn't no. it the, the, the concert, concert hall? Concert hall. Oh, concert okay, 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 okay. It was a Charles Garden Grass. Yeah, I mean X's group. It was Orb, and then it was them. Okay, go ahead, tell the story. Let's do for that. So boom, and it's not really a big story. No, it's, small, it's like they had chopped up the um, Grover Washington. the Grover Washington, right? Boom, the same. Boom. Yeah, how many MCs boom, must get this? Boom, boom, and Black boom. Moon performing on the same show, and they never had that record out. 
And it's crazy that like three months after the fact, and those guys used it on the show, they then come out with the same chop, like the same sample. Plus, everybody right. was jocking. That it wasn't just the fact that they were at the show. That night, the openers was hot that night, dude. And they was watching. Everyone was like this. Like, they was on the show. I was on stage. I seen it. I was live on right, stage. Right, yeah. right. So it wasn't like they weren't just in the bill. Like, they were, like, ear to the... Oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, oh. And that's the first thing really seen that whole intertwining with the, you know, our thing. How we do yeah, our thing up there, and I, I will definitely say this. And that's because now that we're at the end, I'm thinking of stuff I didn't say. But the stuff when Ghetto came out and Orb 2... And because me and Thrust come from that era where it was like few and far between of you even having any Canadian song. There was like, you know, we knew the whole two versatiles came out. And it's no shot at nobody, but there was like big gaps between when the groups came out. Okay. Right? And then even with those groups coming out, for you to go on stage and get like proud support. Get love from Aside proud. from your little community that knows you. Yeah, dude. Shit ain't happening. And I mean, that was for everybody. Yep. Like right. that RC line about welcome to Toronto where we pay $20, 20 to, boo you. to boo you. Yeah. That's like the realest shit. So when Concept came out, I noticed a switch. Did you know what I mean? Change. And I'm not looking at yeah. like, okay, we have something to do with it. So yeah, no, I'm looking like these guys are performing and the whole crowd is like railing Love. up like saying, yo, yo. And I'm like, that's... That whole shit, like the title switching, like people were kind of especially certified, the certified, whole city. certified. Not I think both easy on the motion. Like, no, he's much he's 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 certified as the first in the party. Like yeah, it just spun. Whether you knew the record or not, I always feel like, like it was the you know remix. What I mean? But like, what was crazy, man, was and crazy. that's why I said people can choose whatever. But even I remember Power telling me um, there was a New Year New Year's Eve jam at Party Center, and he plays Dungeon. And plays dungeon or like around like twelve o'clock type yeah, shit, man. and he said the place went crazy. And even to think to play a Canadian record—that's the whole thing. Like that's the whole like that. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's not a lot of Canadian records on wax at that point. At yeah. that point, like you know what I mean? You know, like you have the Michi came out with like Jamaican funk. You have on the mic, great records, but we're talking those records came out like I was four or five years before. Yeah, right. And so when. When Orb them even performed, there was a first and, crowd following. That's why I brought up. And Orb. what's Orb is crazy is because Orb is like some original, like you know, like town man them kind of thing. And when Hood I moved, man, huh? yeah, when I moved to Rexdale, one thing I noticed different from Finch. Finch, you know, we used to go out to parties and that. Rexdale sort of didn't go out to parties. No. When I moved to Rexdale, it was the craziest thing because I was like, you'd go to jams and they're big up like spark. You know, Flemo, Sparways, like you'd hear, and not named Rexdale was big. You used to say Kipling. Yeah. I said, we used to say, going Kipling. Was he with Rexdale? Yeah, they wouldn't even call That's it. That's people know. See, I tell people I'm going to Rexdale a lot. People, I go, I've been going to Rexdale before you guys even call it Rexdale. What are you talking about, man? As I say it, they're like, oh. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. even that What's whole even little that like, yeah. movement that happened between like concept. Because, yo, we used to have, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. Rexdale had parties in Rexdale. Yes, you would go 64, Leachy and them throwing the little basement parties. Even like, yo, the night's young, walking up Kipling with seven blunts in rotation when we hit the destination there was only four. Yeah, yeah, because King, Bur- King, King, right? King Burns was playing up on Kipling and them time. But that's what I said. It was weird because it was almost like a community within itself. Yeah. And it wasn't until um who was it? Hutchie used to throw those rap attacks. Yeah. You remember yeah, those? Of course, of course. And that's the first <laughs> time I'd see and 
even though we were in Rexdale at the time, we were still kind of like those guys. You know what I mean? Because it was me, Kwame, Disco. And we're still just part with everybody, part mm-hmm. with Ross Jungle people, whatever. So, like, I mean, when I say Jelly, I'm talking Corex there, like, them yeah, man yeah, up there. Yeah. And when I see them come out the first time, it's like the whole of town is coming out, be like elders. Oh, you yeah. everybody. You yeah. always knew where Rexdale was in the jail. <laughs> they were in a pack. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, they move like. And even if you went separate from, like, you know, like, I, I hung out at ABC Courts, Albina Martin Grove. Yeah. Even if I went to a jam where Town Man was boom automatically you get sucked into that Rexdale pile because yeah, yo yeah, something yeah, was yeah. happening oh, you had Rex to, was riding together you, you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like, 100% you know that time so crazy man very specific and one story I didn't tell I know we gotta wrap no, it up no, 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 no go ahead so concept them like I said two people big up in this city or probably aren't for seeing heroes is like gadget who you'll probably never get to do a podcast. I know. But don't, I gotta don't give throw salt in my respect. We put him in every, every, he's in every, every almost every single, single one. one. If you listen yeah. to it, that's why we do this to get those names. So you people hear the yeah, common yeah, names. Yeah, like is the the thread that runs through the entire he, city. If he's my great white out, whale. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Them out, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't have occurred happened. in this city. Like I mean, we started working with him from Trichway days. You know what I mean? Well, see, that's before the, he even moved downtown. Like when he just finished working with like Juggernaut and them. Like when he was doing well, and the stuff the with thing, Chris right? Smith. Yeah, right. Well, my homeboy who passed away, Maddock, uh-huh. Jigaboo the Ignant, he used to be called. Yes, mm-hmm. and that yep. clean cut you saw was telling about. That's right. So yes. them guys used to go and record by gadget back then. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like. All, you're, you're yeah, and that right. was the first stuff we did. Like when me and Rome did, there was a, I'd have to find a cassette, but we did four songs each. Concept them did a bunch of songs on one side, and they were all done in the basement there on Tridgeway. Okay. But the main meat of the actual reason I'm telling you this, right? Like I said, two people, which was Gadget and Julian, are probably two oh, of the most pivotal sure. people in terms of brought that whole second wave, made it materialize to the city. So within that, Julian, what he used to do was he got like concept them into like Jack the Rapper, which was on her. How can I be down? Yeah, and he's yeah, pulling yeah. these strings, and we're like, how the, how like I mean, when you, go, yeah, how's he doing it? Because that's when every you know Red Man, all you know, everybody's at. Yeah, it's funny. we talked about it. It's down. funny because we talked about it in Kwame's episode. Yeah, and I remember was, him yeah. coming back with all those pictures. And I was supposed to go. Yeah, 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 shit, yeah. Right? And I remember Kwame telling me how he got in. He literally went to Kinko's on something. I'm going to make yep. the pass. And oh, he literally yeah. got in that yeah. way. So I think while that was going on, he pulled the show with Run DMC. It was a back-to-back show. One show in Montreal at, um, I forgot the spot, and then back the Sunday in Toronto at Palladium. Right? Okay, so wow. We load up, we load, yeah, wow. we load up now with two vans deep now to go to this show. And I'm like, amp because I've never seen Run DMC perform. You know what I mean? My closest is listening to that live as the yeah, Apollo like, from 85 yeah, to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen them perform, and I'm amped as hell. And this is when we were, like, putting together shows. Like, we're pulling out all types of records and, like, fully doing that whole, you know? Right. Like, cutting records and, you know, mixing them with the songs that are out, that they're working with and stuff. So it's like, you know, the DJ and them are fully integrated into one big mm-hmm. show type thing, right? Right, and right. I was DJing for them at the moment, right? So we put together this show, practiced the fuck out of this show, and we're getting ready to fucking open up for Run DMC. Two vans deep now, and I think Lloyd was driving one van. Like, Aaron's with us, fucking Bobby Cox is with us, flipping, Daniel was with us. 
and concept in them was all there, right? Okay. We get down, but Julian, unfortunately, we didn't leave when we're supposed to leave, right? We're supposed to be there for sound check at some like freaking four o'clock shit. Oh, we're rolling in like ten thirty in the night, mm-hmm. <laughs> like superstars. Promoters pissed on some what the fuck, right? You guys are supposed to be on stage now, right? Right. I'm literally like bringing my turntables and mixer on stage. He's like, fuck all of that. Just use that set. <laughs> he points to Jam Master J's set. And I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, just use it. We got to get you guys on now, right? You're like, I'm reluctantly now taking out my records oh, and yeah. setting them up. I, just, I see this burly guy, rest in peace, come from backstage on some, who the fuck said he could touch my set, right? My first encounter with Jam Master Jam Jay. Master Jay. Jay. I'm like, you're like, you gotta oh, be fucking fuck. kidding me. Oh, I didn't even know. So now, oh, Jay. no, but That's the funny crazy. thing is, like, the Rexdale comes out of me yeah, now, so I'm like, well, fuck you if you're gonna say that to me. And so I'm like, yo, you need to talk to the damn promoter. I ain't got nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. He's the one saying whatever, right? He goes, nah, man, nobody uses this set, blah, 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 and he fucking walks off. So I'm pissed, right? Because the guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we gotta go set up now, right? Set up now, and I guess you know, sometimes you can turn energy into like something positive, right? And because yeah. I already knew the show, so that show became probably the best show, one of the best shows like we as a collective ever did, right? Because so, it was that energy to prove that now nah, you can't, you know, we you just didn't come, come out here, here for this, you can't come out here, yeah. And do that to yeah. Me yeah. So we like killed the show, like everything was on point, all the cuts, all the everything drop where it's supposed to. And I think I just like packed up the records after. I was like, fuck, I just need to, I need to smoke something or something right now. I'm like, you know, done. Right. So packed up the stuff now, drive off. A bunch of other shit happened that I won't get into. Okay. <laughs> that night was. Rex still man's on being Rex still man. No, no, just no. crazy overall. Like, okay, okay. Accident shit happened. Okay. Lady okay. almost, we thought a lady almost dead, but same okay. for another day. We get back to Palladium now. We get back on time. We're there at three o'clock. I'm setting up now. Burling man jumps on stage, running up to me now. He's like, yo, man, what records were you using yesterday? Jam Master J now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you know these records. Like, fuck, I can't put, you know, like we're cutting up like, think take me to the Mardi Gras parade down. So I'm like, dude, you know these records. You know what I mean? But he starts talking to me about these records, and he's like digging up the show and everything. And then he points to the fucking Run DMC big set on the plate, and he goes, nah, don't worry about this. That's you tonight, man. That's you. Sick. And I was just like, sick. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Hip hop is hip hop could be like, you know what I mean? Like, we earned it. We didn't, you know? Yeah. Right, right, was, right. Yeah, right. it was That's the craziest story. Those two nights. There's some other shit, but yeah, that was like That's one of the craziest crazy. stories. Sick, <laughs> right? Those are the story, untold stories. That's why we do this podcast. That is exactly why we do this That's podcast, man. Yo, podcast. Swift, we'll have to have, you know what? I, I really do believe we should do a grassroots. <laughs> Together, Together yeah, you know honestly, I mean? the timelines are hard to remember, man. And it's 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 like everybody's gonna remember different shit because we're talking like fucking 20, yeah, yeah, 20 odd years ago. Exactly. So I'm like, what, what you know, what generally happens as soon as I stop recording, you're gonna be like, oh, yo, we should have talked about this. Oh, yo, we should have talked about that. I'm learning that I should st- I should just keep recording for at least twenty minutes after we're done recording because and the beginning is there, you know, right? it always yeah. it always happens like that, man. No, well, you you got the street dog shit. We talked about the radio shows. We didn't talk about the show I did with um Detroit's. That's with respect from a soul. Okay, yo, let's talk about it, man. Um, you know what to say because now we're backtracking. But basically, 
As I said, everything kind of connects. It's a weird way because really and truly, it's one of those, you know, I just try to be on radio type shit. Right. I remember going to Julie and, yo, man, I'm trying to trying to be on radio, you know, do a radio show. And then he knew D-Choice because he was putting concept records in the, the, the DJ pools. Okay. So he said, yo, you should call this guy. And then I'd call them. And then initially, I think my thing on the show was supposed to be playing breaks or whatever. And then. Got introduced to Detroit that way, which oddly enough is where I got the link with Jerry, which is the link with Elemental. Wow! So if okay. I didn't get that, then exactly. that shit wouldn't have happened. So it's funny how everything always Sir. has. It's, it's funny because we we always Sir. talk about it, man. How oh like, yeah, and Sierra and Sierra I was part Sir. of that whole. I just thing. seen Sierra. I was seen Sierra late the last week up around when I'm working. Okay, Sierra always walk about. He looked exactly the same to all of us, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> I go, see, what do we got? All of us look the same. Like, you still Yeah, yeah, team. yeah. It's not crazy. It's funny because yeah. we always talk about it, how there's, like, always this, you know, perception of screw face capital. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And from talking to everybody as we do this episode, it's clear how tight the community actually was, man. No, no. It re- you it had really to be, was. Dude, You couldn't do it. And you had to put your home. You had to put your side because there's only three places you could go to record it. It was only certain people that had the equipment right. to record it, to do it, to actually mm-hmm. make it materialize. So if you couldn't go, that's why I knew if you to couldn't go on Swiss Roof, yeah. and yeah. it was at people's yeah. houses. It was at Powers House. You had to go by Kwame's basement, Kano's basement, yeah, yeah. by Swift, and then it was B Factory, and then boom. So that's it. So if you ain't cool and put your side, you ain't doing it. Yeah, and then through that, everybody just sort of knew every because because of Gadget, Gadget became like that nucleus. Because it was from us going to those sessions where we like met up with Socks and them. Because right. eventually Socks them started coming down there. Like, you know, I would say we were the first, aside from that, it could exactly. only be Juggernaut and Frankie them could say they knew Gadget before us, but like we were the first and then when he moved down to Trebus because it was like I think Cardinal Socks them started to come through. So as they started to come through, we started. But that was to the like, mid because it was like connect in the eighties. It was, it was right. Ron Nelson's house, Ron's house, like and Ron B Factory Power, and then like nineties yeah. Frankenstein, like Frankenstein Gadget. You know what I mean? And those yeah. other things were still running. And then so it's like, but it's still like I said, it's only five five spots, and everybody know everybody. And then so many DJs could only really do a show for you. Yeah. Only a couple of guys had the records. Only two guys could put you on to what samples and break beats were. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you know every, everything so, is right. But New York right. was the same way too. LA was the same way. Detroit was the same way. That's how hip hop was. Yeah, and then you cities, sort of right? connect with people that are like minded. Because it wasn't Sierra was that dude that came, just came from New York Word. at that time, and yeah. he was the guy like. And then K Cut was running with us mm-hmm. at time too. Right, we right, was right. Eighteen right. ninety two. So, and that's the that main bridge, source. Right? Era. The main source, right? So. We had that bridge, and then the same they said we was also the only kids who was traveling. We was going to New York because our family affiliation too. Yeah, jumping in the car, going too. Everyone was staying local. We was also traveling, so that's what it was. That's why I think it was yeah. so cohesive. And then it wasn't until later, like two thousand, that it got to that point where the whole city and it was no pride unless he was your own artist. Like we're the only ones to believe it could happen. Like he's that's right. why yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's why the group a lot thing was huge. People don't understand, dude. Nobody. People was laughing. You out your fucking mind. You put out a rap record from here. Like, yeah, you yeah, don't understand yeah. like, how crazy it was. It was, it was a man. weird. It was a. It was a like, weird. We just state people went was totally in, against the green. You know what I mean? Totally yeah, against the grain. Just did shit. We just went to New York ourselves. We getting a deal. Yeah, Fat beats. Yeah, Google yeah. Like, Big Daddy buds. Like Jack the rapper. You talking about? Yeah, yeah, Came yeah. How can I be down? How can I be down? We going to the seminars, man. We was in the mix, running around with Pac, Snoop, Biggie, and the crazy thing is, everybody's kind of figuring it out. 
because it's not like you can look at New York and you can say, okay, they can go back to say, okay, Def Jam was doing it like this before. They can go back to labels they had in the 70s and you're going to get elders that passed along information. Exactly. For us, there was really nothing before to say. Because nobody really did it that way. Right. Like even if you look at the beat factories, they're sort of going through island and doing it from a more bigger machine. Right. What Julian was doing was really... Grassroots, no, no manual. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like Un- EPS. Oh, we did it like unprecedented. How, <laughs> how you open EPS? No manual, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you got equipment, no man. We had no manual, no direction. So even like a lot of those yeah. first pressings are horrible pressings of the record, like labels peeling off and whatever. But <laughs> right, you're, you're right, still right. trying to figure out, okay, well, I got to go to a better plant or whatever. And well, then even within that, there was some shit that was being done that never came out. I remember because we were working with Madlock at one time. Rest in peace. There was a Father Time remix. Mm-hmm. Oh, word. That never day, that, and it was, um, who's my boy from Flemo? JB? JB, Madlock, obviously Sox, and I think Shockler and somebody else. There's a remix of Father Time with all them on it. Well, it's but funny because it he, just put, out, he mm-hmm. just put out a remix. I remember there's this one song. I know we always be going on podcasts, but we got people in the room. There's this one song we did at Frankenstein's house. How do you remember Kwame producer, Kano, Red Life, uh, me, Frank. Oh, for um, real? So, there's somebody else on it, man. Dude, the energy, this, it's like, it's one of those last ones, too. I yes. was like, yo, man. Yeah. It's like one of those combos, but those combos were happening, like I said, every weekend because it was just tight and it was so much beats and music, right? Yeah. So, in the end of the weekend, it'd be like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like, Toronto joint's done like every weekend, literally. Word. That's yeah, how cohesive yeah. and sessions and the two or three sessions. You know, oh, at the other studio, socks the thing is doing this. Oh, thoughts the thing is doing this. Oh, yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, yeah. They, they, we know who else is even recording in the same day right. because we're so tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like this self kind friendly competition bounce, and then you meet up in the parking lot in the car, and then you, everyone's before you go into the party what we do last week. So everyone's playing their tracks. They're like, oh, y'all do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, okay, this yeah, we're going to yeah, do this yeah. kind of arrangement. That's what everybody knows everybody's whole keys. And then we're the only ones touring on the road going out too. So you had yeah, to yeah, get yeah. along. Like you couldn't, there was no way you and, couldn't. And it's funny that you said that because I remember the first time, um, the only time fucking Red Life even did anything named tour was with that whole Beat Factory thing. And it was with um, Daniel and Monolith and them. He mentioned his. It was the craziest thing because I watched it. Because remember, Rexdale was like, we were like the ruffians or whatever the case is. But I remember watching by the time like they even got to the middle of it, like the camaraderie between both cliques was like beautiful to see. Like, you yeah. understand? Like, everybody's kind of rooting for everybody. Kano said hip hop really in Toronto, a lot of people know, it really brought all the communities together, dude. Like, the unification, which is hip hop, is about unification. That's what you think of the yeah, energy. Yeah, the energy of it. Ron but it really did in our city. We, it was just us against everybody. Yeah, and Ron is like, yeah. you can look at him like Africa Bambada yeah, shit because was, really real. and truly when he was doing the monster jams and everything and, you know, putting it under one sort of hip hop roof kind of thing. It's like everybody from like fucking Finches there, like Sparways, Flemo, like yes, Jungle. Yeah. Everybody, you know what I mean? I keep so, saying there needs to be a modern day monster jam. That's just my own opinion. Yeah, I, I don't even know what it would look like. I don't like. even know. What it look, uh, wow, because it's, it's 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 a such a different time. Like Monster I mean, Jam, like like I said, you do yeah. things for different reasons, yeah, and man. the innocence of back then, you sort of can't tie it into now. 
You know what I mean? Because right. it's driven by other like things. The pride to be on that Monster Jam flyer. People can have that flyer, but people don't understand unless he was going to that time. The pride to your name to have Scarborough, uh, Flemington. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rexdale, Jungle, whatever. But Sparrowways. Rep on that fly, the weight of that, like, you can't put in the context. But I think it, it comes from, like, that whole, like, pre-internet time, right? Yes, because exactly. yeah. all you had was whatever your rep or however you flex exactly. to, to really tell the world who you are. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. even now, people can kind of emulate whatever there is. Yeah, and I forgot, I was Instagram, talking to Frost Instagram about this because he was saying the same thing with breakdance and somebody comes along. Yeah, like, well, I want to get Frost by on By next flipping week, yeah. everybody can do the same shit. It's like if you're DJing and somebody has a trick, it's like unless you were with that click, you didn't know till competition time. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates like you moved a little differently. And, and I, I think don't nothing think has nothing has stay power anymore. I agree either, say right? you move differently, dude. Yeah, and I you think move totally differently now it's kind of yeah. like a because everybody can everybody can kind of copy what's being done. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's easier to just emulate. There's no mystique. If you look at the, the music. The mystique is gone. It sure. kind of shows up in the same way. There's sure, no, everybody's using the same drum kits. Everybody's using the same sounds. Yeah. The same no, sh- I remember even when they used to do um, the rap shows. Um, it was around the barbecue times mm-hmm. when X was doing barbecues. I remember you had like West Indian darky. Yep. And everybody had like their own the little, little Steve's swag on flavor, man. Yeah, like you used to love it. Like little man. drinks. Yeah. Do his thing. And then um, Georgie Porgy. And like everybody Por- had their own little. And then uh, what's the name for Flemo? Um, when I went to buy milk. Um, oh. Which is a dope song, man. When I went to buy milk. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's on yeah. Cold Front. But yeah, the it, same name as Sting. It was like somebody. But it had their own Steezy, man. Like, yeah. And then even Beats Control, too. Beats, Beats Control. Oh, fresh that. Beat. Yeah, Fresh, fresh beat. beat. Every that time. This is for the song. record. Yeah. Oh, was that another dope jam? No, that's no, no, this is for the oh, record. That shit that's one of the best, hell. dude. Yeah. You know, we used to yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, every that time I throw it in. I salute that every time. shit. But yeah, I just think it's um, it's a different time. It's nothing. Wrong with it, but I don't think you could do a monster jam in this. It would never come off the same way. It's like live at the barbecue meant something different. Yeah, back then. Like exactly. when we went to the first one, oh, first, first two after that. It, Yo, but look at the last live at the barbecue. At the, it was crazy. Yeah, but it, it was, wasn't. But it, it wasn't the energy. But it wasn't the energy of live at the barbecue. There was so like, much it was packed. Stuff. But the energy. Tell them, man. Like it was just. It was. It was hard. It's hard to explain, man. It's almost like when the innocence is gone from something, unless you were there. You can it's never, never catch you it. can never catch it. Put back in the bottle again. You can't. You can't put in the bottle again. And yeah. there was a lot of shit that happened back then that was just raw. There was some fucking two black guys jams that were kept oh, yeah, that were the illest jams, jams ever. ever. Powers like jams. killed it. It was just the music, everything, cause like everything's new. Like when DJs are pulling out records and powers like drawn back for certain records, you never thought. You'd hear the jam, and you know Frankie and Derek are going off on the dance. This is like a totally and like I said, it's the preparation, <laughs> the love, the passion behind it. When you just want to be that distinct and that original, like yeah. no one doesn't want to. Yeah, people don't want to be it's that. Not, it's like not. The, it's not for the I, IG. I don't think, you're not setting up no Snapchat. Yeah. It's really for the moment. Unless you were there in the moment, you well, it just you, you know can't what it is. Really somebody said. Somebody it. said it's like the. The, it's like the next generation received the. It's like we made, we wrapped it, put it in a bowl, did put it up, made it look fancy, and then it's only natural the next generation is just gonna receive the gift. Yeah, that's a good. So when you receive the gift, it. you yeah. just rip the paper, open it. There's no thing with putting it together. It's, so the teacher's it's like coming, if you, you watch like, you like Star Wars or Wild Style, exactly, yeah. and you see those little early footage of those. It's 
it's how that would feel to you if you were there. That's that's kind of what I mean because everything is happening for the first time. Like you know what I mean? Like your little 16, 100%. 17 year old kids going to jams and you're catching a vibe. I remember like yeah, break breakdancing was done and there was a party. I think we all were just going off and I was like, like Frankie was doing some shit. I freaking was doing some head spins. It was like just that's you're just in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip-hop. And then like live the barbecue literally save hip hop in Toronto. Yeah, like it's yeah. Fun, it's funny. literally like it was about to die. Like for, there was no parties for a long time. There was nothing going on. And dude, I remember we went to New York. Came, we got to save hip hop. We got to do something. Got to do something different. And that's when Ron left hip hop. Hip hop was about to die in Toronto. Literally, yeah. Live at the barbecue. Ron, Ron, the Ron void had to be filled because yeah. Ron did so much parties. So that's why that energy you can't recreate that energy because that's where that love and that genuine thing came from. So everybody came into the Monster Jam and we had four turntable master mixes for like deep, like. Sets of DJs for six hours, and, was, and people were putting people, work on there. Dude, like, people, remember, we all grew up on the music, so when you people like, and when I say like Power X, they were putting in work. And when right? they got together, dude. So that's what I say. Right. No Who has the time for that? Who's gonna do that anymore? And, and, and there's no need to be like that anymore, right? Remember, we we came to party to party. Like it wasn't like nobody's trying. We to, were trying to be cool dude, and you're trying to leave up, with your shirt rinsed. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 guys, yeah. girls, it doesn't matter. You're trying to leave that party. Drench. I mean, you came in the barbecue. The ceiling was sweating three quarters down. It was a, cl- a mist. Yeah. There's a picture. It's an, an album cover. I have, and I have the black and white in my house. John Bronski on stage. And the mist is coming from the ceiling, from the sweat and the edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like, sorry, man. You ain't doing that again. <laughs> he knew. And, the, and if you were in that party, you know, even in the moment, you knew this is not happening again. Like, anyone yeah, in the moment yeah. that... You know what's so funny? There's so much like points where you call it, the ch- well, I call it changing in the guard moments, mm-hmm. right? Like it happens in music, happens in thing. And I remember, you remember that battle, the um, Opera House one? Of course, the beats. The Ron Nelson. The Ron Nelson one. Not even, yeah, not, just with everything, yeah, with everything right? Yeah. Because that really kind of put grassroots to everybody. But that was like the changing of the guard moment because I think that was the last time Frank, Frankie and Derek danced. Yeah, and then right. that became Bag of Tricks after. And mm-hmm. they kind of ushered in right. that other generation. So all the people who like where we grew up, that's where kind of... That's where the... You understand Benzos it was and all everybody yeah, else kind of like the right? past the baton kind of time, you know exactly. what I mean? And everybody sort of kind of went off into be a bit more serious, and then this younger generation kind of took it, and you know that was so even though true. they were from it, but yeah, it's bag still, of tricks. I remember kind of came out after that. That's when they kind of started to run dances. And Frank, I think that was the last time Frankie last ever time danced. Frankie ever danced, man, which was crazy to me. So man. crazy, man, yo! So much good, so much good history in this episode, man. Yo, before we get out of here, thrust, you gotta tell the people, yo, we are on Google Play now. That's right, Google we are Play. On Stitcher now. Tell them we are on iTunes now. Tell them so you can still catch us on the SoundCloud. Tell them. And yo, don't forget you can hit us up on the Gmail views before the six at Gmail. We want to hear from you. Oh, Rate, comment. Let subscribe, snow, man. do all that shit. We're not. We're doing this for the good of our, our, our you know what I mean, for, for our own selves. You exactly. know what I mean. So, we're, and we're doing it for y'all, man. Yo, on that note, we're out here. Yo, Swift, man. Great, hey, man. great Thank interview, you. brother. Nice seeing the oh, man again. Yeah, no, no. It's good to tell you, the story. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yo. I went all guys. <laughs> Way back when. Peace. <laughs> nice. Oh,